Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Today, we bask in the light of Mustachioed Greatness, 2001's Ichi the Killer. It's a tough one to explain without actually seeing the film. Well, it's not so much that it's hard to explain. It's that what what you explain about it is so visceral that you kind of have to see it. So watch this movie if you haven't seen it. Closest thing I could say is that it's a weird combination of Batman and the show Barry, <laughs> but with more white slimer. That's right. We are honoring the wiry mustache of, I'm going to mess this up, uh, Tadanubu Asano, who is absolutely unsettling in this film in the best of ways. This movie was requested by my good old buddy and uh, podcast co-host of The Grind Bin, Bobby Trippett. I always love having him on the show. We, we get along uh, pretty well, and uh, it's a good, always a good mix of like a solid movie commentary and a steady drip of silliness. You know, you got to have a little bit of that, too, because we know how to have fun, me and Bobby. We know fun. Well, without further ado, let's put on our hockey pads, the ice skate boots from the Batman and Robin movie, and hunt down some mobsters. And don't forget the tissues. And not just because we're crying the whole time, if you know what I mean. Now play that shit theme song. It's the most podcast you We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make jokes, and then we'll all go home. Now the game, the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the mustachio What is up? It's your host of the Mustachio Podcastio, Daniel Segura, and today I'm welcoming a, a good friend of mine. Uh, I would consider like a pretty, he's becoming an older friend of mine. Uh, it's crazy how long I've known this man. Uh, time goes really fast when you're drunk a lot. Uh, his name <laughs> his name is Bobby Trippett from uh, the Grind Bin Podcast. Uh, welcome, welcome. I think I'm welcoming, welcoming you back to the show for like the fourth or fifth time now i think so it's got to be close to that yeah four or five times daniel hermano old friend getting older by the movie <laughs> no shit man time flies so quickly but you brought today itchy the killer from 2001 and we we just mentioned this before we started recording i he popped my itchy cherry <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not so sure we need to ever say that again but <laughs> But yeah, apparently I did. I, I got to. Uh, I'm, I'm finally getting you back for uh, an old grind bin. Your first one on my show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Blood sucking freaks. Blood sucking freaks. I was like, you know what? I got, I got, I got something for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait a couple of years. <laughs> I will say, I knew it a little. I, I knew of it. I, it was on my list. I remember when it came. I probably didn't hear about it until like. 2005 or something like that i didn't hear about okay. it when it first came out but um so, you know i'm in the circles of people that have, that would enjoy this film and i would be told constantly you gotta check this out you gotta check and it's one of those i just kept putting it on the back burner and finally my time was up it's <laughs> time to watch it like like the grim reaper showed up at your door it's finally your time <laughs> i just heard crying sounds outside my door and i knew it was my time to, <laughs> to watch this did I at least live a good life? No, watch E.G. the Killer. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I first of all, the fact you know it being from two thousand one, it 
it's kind of timeless in a way. The only thing that ever, to me, uh, dates it a little bit is some of the very bit of CGI that they use um, in digital effects, but they don't use much of it. Not really. And I find it's been uh, consistent with Takashi Miike's work mm-hmm. that, like, for some reason, he seems to have a soft spot for bad CGI. <laughs> like, kind of all of his movies, once something CGI happens, it's like fucking Bugs Bunny walked onto the screen for a second. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> It, it did kind of uh, remind me of, of Kung Fu Hustle, where the, the CGI is almost, it does have that cartoonish vibe. Oh, yeah. These are practically the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, both pretty hilarious in their own ways. Yeah, you got to have a certain type of sense of humor to to really pick up on the, the comedy of each of the killer. Like, this is the blackest yeah. comedy I think I've ever come across. It is. You, you really got to be able to shake off trauma you gotta really you gotta be able to bounce back and then find the funny you'll be bummed out this whole film because i think i think it's a challenge i think i don't mean it it, it, obviously it is a challenge but i think it is intentionally a challenge yes i think uh miike he likes to fuck with his with his audience a little bit he likes to go let's see if you can handle this let's see if uh let's see if you're still laughing after this one pal (laughs) yeah it really does test your strength it kind of reminded me of um uh Paul Verhoeven, you know, with RoboCop, mm-hmm. I think his initial intention was, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you wince. I'm gonna make I, you, you like all this ultra violence. Well, watch this, and I'm gonna, yeah. You, you, know. you think violence in a movie is fun, kid? Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's see how fun it can get. Huh? Exactly. Let's see what we can do. Because that did and, shake me up a little when I was young, and I saw that, and I think this movie would have done the same if I saw it when it came out, because I would have been like, you know, a teenager, and I think it would have definitely shook me up. Oh, certainly. And I caught it uh, only only a year or two after it came out. You know, uh, wow. I, this was a I was uh, working at a video store when this hit home video and I was definitely in my uh, I'm going to try and find some extreme movies to yeah. watch. Oh, this is a guy who made audition. Let's see what let's see. What we just got here. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you, you got what you asked for. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Now you cut to 3 a.m. and I'm alone in a room just like open mouth staring at the screen. <laughs> like, what am I watching? <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't know what to expect. I I knew that like like I said, I kind of knew it through proxy, just because people would talk about it. I saw like I've seen a couple of um, you know YouTube videos where they just go through a couple of films like you you know I'm not sure if they were talking maybe it was talking about horror and comedy or something like that. It was like our dark you know dark horror movies, uh, gory films or whatever, and it was mm-hmm. like a, t- a countdown list that's which is you know most of YouTube to be honest. And I yeah, think- it's all listicles. <laughs> Yes. And I know I saw it. I saw little clips of it because there were some little pieces, some little uh, parts of the scenes where I'm like, OK, I, that's what this movie would like. That's what that scene was, because it, it it's crazy. You could not even you could just see a clip of this film and it would it literally will stay in the back of your head because it's that visceral. Yeah. Crazy. Because, I mean, how many movies are there where there's people doing Mortal Kombat fatalities on each other? Exactly. Yeah, especially at the time. I mean, Mortal Kombat had come out and they didn't even do that. So, right? <laughs> Could you imagine that first Mortal Kombat? Luke Kang was just fucking <laughs> just burning people up and shit. Oh, I mean, how much it would have shocked you in '95? Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, that would have blown my mind. Yeah, Sub Zero walks in and just pulls Sonya's head off her shoulders. He's like, "Okay, hold on, time out. I'm here with my dad. What are we doing?" <laughs> Oh man, she just uh, just rips someone's nipples off. <laughs> Which, by the way, out of it's so weird. Out of all the things that really shook me up uh, watching this or made me wince 
was the it's the the perfect mix I, I say perfect but most horribly perfect mix of the guy with the blade scratching against what it looks like glass and that sound of the glass and then you figure out what he's doing with that and you're just mm-hmm. fuck <laughs> There's just, there's so many moments in this movie where that happens where you have to stop for a second and go ah all right oh, man and I was trying not to pause uh, too much so my my notes are kind of uh, sparse but I, I right. took some decent ones because I I you know uh, yesterday time got away from me and I was like I'm gonna have to watch it I'm gonna have to watch it tomorrow right so I had some I just got as much work done as I could and I was able to get off of work a little early and start watching it and I just. As I was watching it, I, I was like, I only get one swing at this, and I really wanted to take it in and mm-hmm. hold it. I, <laughs> oh, you took it in. I took it in, and I did. I didn't. You took walk it in, and broke it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really felt it, man. It, 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 it was a, it was an experience to say the least. And honestly, I'm kind of bummed because there's, there's like a kind of a bittersweet thing. I'm so glad that I finally got to see it thanks to you. But at the same time, I'm kind of bummed. I I wish I could go back in time and see this with my friends. I would have loved to see this in a group setting. Like back um, in the day when it first came out and you were a teen. Totally. I think it would have been a whole different uh, experience, but I still think it would have affected me um, in a <laughs> pretty fucked up way. But I wish I could have seen it that way. I think I, th- I would have been curious to see what my uh, reaction to it would have been back then. I think I maybe would have – it would have been like when I saw – um, Quentin Tarantino films when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, cool, like, you know. <laughs> oh, surely, and, and I definitely had that same experience. I remember, you know, watching it as a young man for the first time, there was a lot more stuff that was super awesome yeah. that uh, now watching it at 40 years old, I'm like, oh. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a bit much man, for me now. It's, it's fun tough. to see the change that you experience. Yes. Yeah, it is crazy, because the, the I, I think the darker parts – because you've actually experienced stuff and are you you you've you're just so much more bitter and, and you've seen so many more horrible things that you actually can empathize with what's going yeah. on and it does affect you and, and that's kind of proof of how great the comedic timing of it is of this film because it can it actually still made me laugh in a lot of moments um even yeah. with me feeling like jesus Christ. even if you kind of felt bad afterwards for chuckling <laughs> you're still like okay that was yeah. kind of funny yeah i feel like you got to kind of it's like the director it's almost like uh you could feel it when he was trying to be like this is supposed and to me that's comedy like you know when people get offended with comedy for me personally the way i judge it is if it's funny it's comedy like that's just the way i see it if it's not funny then i it's probably not comedy and because it's not that's the point of it is to to make yeah. you laugh so and and so much comes from discomfort comes from awkward yeah. situations you know as it comes from the unexpected so like shocking you is a basis of comedy in a lot of ways not necessarily yeah. with you know with viscera not necessarily with upsetting yeah. concepts but you know but it can you can that's a color of paint you can push around on a canvas totally yeah there's definitely some you know, Evil Dead 2 has always been one of my favorite films, and there's definitely little elements of that. I think what makes it a little bit more, uh, you know, the the gory the gore parts of it is Evil Dead 2 felt so even more cartoonish because the blood was kind of more pinkish, and then it would turn black. Like, it, it, it kept its, I don't know, sense, it, it kind of strayed away from too much realism. And this one, even though it is cartoonish how some of these blood splurts are and some of mm-hmm. the, the set design... 
it still, for some reason, still seems so much more uh, real and fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird dichotomy because, yeah, there's a lot of this that does seem uh, goofy, you know, in the way it's depicted, be it due to, uh, you know, technological limitations of the time or uh, or just style choices. Uh, that yeah. it makes it more palatable in some senses. And then in other times, you're just crawling into your shoes. Exactly. There were some moments for me where I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to pause this for a second. Go get me, <laughs> go get me yeah. water. Like, I know on this watch for me, there was a lot of the, the violence against women, man, was uh, just, oof. Oof. you know, you have to, uh, you have to just kind of begrudgingly accept that there's going to be a lot of that to still enjoy this movie. Yeah, I know. I, one of my first notes is, well, right away, I guess one could assume this movie doesn't hold back any punches. None. Uh, the... I mean, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. So by all means, check me if I am. But uh, I don't think this movie takes glee in it, despite the fact that no. it lingers on it quite a bit. No, I think I that think those are the moments where they're trying to remind you, hey, this is actually pretty fucked up. Yes. You know, yeah. like... And the, um, especially with the fact that a lot of films that do try to cover those kind of experiences and like domestic abuse or just simply abuse of a innocent person. Uh, To me, it's like, I don't know. It's almost more the sexual part of it. But in this film, you literally see her face swelling up and bleeding more. And it's, it's stuff you don't really get in movies very often. And that's the moments that remind you of like, this ain't fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we're not, you know, this, this happens to real people and this is what they end up looking like. Yep. But then the absurdity of like, and then, you know, what if a hero came and saved you? And what if it was Ichi? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, the worst possible hero showed up to save me. Are you tired of this reality? Us too. How about once a week you take a break and visit a different reality? In Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex... We bring you a comedy podcast full of ghosts, werewolves, gentle vampires, and Frankenstein monstrosities made of 72 people stitched together. And somehow, that's not even the strange stuff. A proud member of the Podmoth Network. Every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And the way the film opens up, because, you know, we get a couple of I, – I love the whole opening sequence. I like all those little I – mean, I'm sure there's a term for it in, in filmmaking, but those little bridges where it's just the camera and it's kind of going through roads and shit, and it's a little shaky, mm-hmm. and it's with the It's soundtrack. almost like the Raimi zoom, but yes. it's just like this like uh, – is it undercrank that makes movies move faster, I want to say? Yeah, maybe that is. I think it's undercrank makes it move faster, overcrank slows it down, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know shit about movies. What am I doing here? <laughs> but but yeah, and that's very of the time, right? You when you yeah, were doing those first person is. POV shots, like cruising through the city, and, you know, like this jerky super speed, you almost expect yeah. to hear like you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh no, it's telling me not to fire at this. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very of its time, but I feel like he found a way to kind of put a little spin on it. It's a little more raw. I like that it breaks into different effects and. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. It, it, it really does catch your attention. It gives you right away a feeling that this film's going to be a little bit unsettling, a little bit different, a little bit edgy. 
Yeah, um, it, so it gets you out of your comfort zone immediately because I mean we're adapting a comic book into yes. this like hyper violent movie, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a little off. It has to be. Yeah, it does. It does have to be. Did you did you have any experience reading the the comic? You know, uh, I've never read the manga. I, I never yeah, had a chance. Uh, I know it's a little different. I know the ending's different. I know uh, our our lead character. Uh, I wouldn't say hero to anybody. There are no heroes. <laughs> no. In this movie. no. Uh, which makes it unique that like yeah. I don't know. You follow whoever you want, man. They're all bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kakihara is a very different character in the manga. From my understanding, it was oh. actually Asano's performance of it that that gave it a, a different feel. Yeah, he he. I I assume it was funny because it says Ichi the Killer on the title on the cover of the film, and it has it has his face on it. And so I, I kept figuring he was going to be Ichi, and then as I was watching it, I was like, oh wait, no, this guy's some other dude who was like, <laughs> like no one's calling him that. No one's calling him that, and he also, I feel like he has way. I'm not sure. I didn't time it, but I feel like he has way more screen time. He does. He's definitely our uh, our protagonist. We're spending the most time with him. He's our lead character. Center character. You can't follow Ichi. He's too broken. Like it's not a. He becomes sort of. It's like my last episode here was the Punisher. It's like that. It's Mm -hmm. like the character is completely shattered. He's more of a force of nature now, Uh, a chaotic one. Uh, Very true. uh, Yeah, and I I really did think um, casting wise, I think they did a really great job with finding the right people to to play these characters. Um, Ichi just he has that weird you kind of want to root for him because he seems so innocent and but really he's just an absolute monster person yeah it's um it's a man with you know arrested development yeah he's a man child every time we see him when he's not being Ichi the killer when he's not suited up he's at home playing tekken Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. he's sitting in his room on the floor and probably crying um and uh and and yeah (laughs) but uh would it be funny if you had a good Charlotte uh, poster in his room? <laughs> Are we going back to your emo days? <laughs> and that's kind of, um, you know, I, I think it's a, something that uh, Takashi Miike was trying to touch on because you have this, he's a man child. He never really grew up. He's kind of locked into this like uh, celebration of violence thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all he does is play violent video games and watch violence happen. You know, he gets turned on when he sees violence happen. Yeah, you know, that as, was a as spin. they explore quite a bit in this movie. Yeah, I was gonna say I mean, that was a spin I didn't expect. I didn't expect so I mean, much male uh, bulge. A <laughs> lot of bulge. I mean, bulge. Our, our, let's talk about our title card. Yes, <laughs> our, uh, uh, when we first meet our hero, he is literally beating off into a plant. Gooey Louie, baby. Yeah. Which I don't know if you read the uh I don't know if you read the trivia on this, Daniel, but uh oh what a treat. That wasn't CGI. Wait, so that was it animal semen? No, uh Takashimike had members of the crew all uh relieve themselves into a bucket. <laughs> oh my god. He just went around and was like, Is anyone willing to do this? And everyone's like, Yeah, I guess I'll donate. Let's <laughs> you know. <laughs> Including the uh, actor who plays uh, Gigi. Wow, no kidding. Yeah, his uh, surrogate father character, who, by the way, is significant. Uh, he is a uh, Sukumoto is his name, and yeah. he's a filmmaker that Takashi Miike kind of idolized when he started out in filmmaking. He's the wow. creator of uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. No shit. Which is also a pretty fucked up movie. So it's yeah. kind of a 
Mike is kind of kind of picking taking the baton from uh, Sukamoto. <laughs> Be yeah. like, now I'm the guy who makes the extreme movies. That's kind of awesome, and for him to have him in, he's a really significant part of the film too. Absolutely, um, he is. He does a great job. I. I <laughs> it, speaking of Kung Fu Hustle, we do get some incredible um, face. Uh, putting the face over a body that's not theirs a superimposed face <laughs> that reveal is so great later oh in the movie god it's fucking that's one of those but... like you just cackle suddenly it's yeah. such a release uh... <laughs> it's so good but yes i was caught off guard with the uh pile this guy was really packing some heat back in those uh huevitos of his because he just piles up uh ejaculate all over this poor plant that didn't ask for it uh because he sees this pimp uh beating up this sex worker um brutally yeah, and then raping her rough. and uh he uh he we find out that he's something that he he gets off to this and he runs away because he's and, ashamed that he gets off he's, to this. yeah he's ashamed you can see it in his face he's ashamed almost and, all of his behavior is dictated by shame, shame and fear like that's his whole thing you know yeah it's just augmented it's like you know when you're a when you're a teenager or whenever you first time you start um you know messing with your jumblies you <laughs> you do i i guess especially if you it kind of depends on how you're brought up i was brought up catholic and you do have a weird shame about it but the, his is like times a thousand like it's turned up to 11 yeah. With post nut clarity comes a screaming fit. Yeah, yeah he's got to cry and run, and he's got to be dressed in a Power Ranger suit or some shit. Now, to that point about the suit and never his hangups, it, right? they, they never really get into why uh, why he has that suit, what it, what it's all about. Because Ichi, uh, I can't imagine anyone listening to this hasn't seen the movie already. But yeah, Ichi you got to watch this, like molded body armor, like yes. he's a superhero. Now, I'm gonna blow your mind here, Daniel. Okay. So let me let me let me give you a little synopsis. Just of this don't blow your load quick. on me. Just a, I'm gonna blow my load here, Daniel. I've been holding it in all day. I've been waiting for this. And so, can you can you mind moving that plant in front of me? I got I gotta lift this up. So, um, <clears throat> so you got this guy, right? And he's living in this like grimy big city, just overrun with you know criminals. You know the yakuza, the uh, organized crime has taken over the whole city. Yep. Uh, this guy lives with sort of an older guy, a surrogate father of his in this city and at night he runs out into the city in molded black body armor to kind of process his childhood trauma by beating up criminals by just wrecking people and he is on a collision course with uh, a dude who likes to wear a lot of purple and uh dyes his hair funky colors and has a chelsea grid carved into his face this is a batman movie this is this, <laughs> this is, is Takashi Miike's fucked up Batman movie. <laughs> this is deranged Batman. This is like an, a, another uh, Earth, you know. Uh, yeah, one of those alternate universes of the DCU is really getting in hard to how fucked up Bruce Wayne is. True, because <laughs> there's got to be a reason he's constantly just beating people senseless every night and then going home and crying. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it did look like in the in the latest Batman, it really did look like Twilight guy was gonna cry at any moment. I mean, he had the emo. I mean, that's why they hired him. He's perfect for the. He has a great sulk. He does. But, he does. But I gotta say, um, I want to. I know, I know that Heath Ledger's Joker was based on, I believe, Tom Waits as far as the voice goes. But I think there was a lot of Kakihara in that. Just there, the swagger, the way he carries himself, oh, the kind of yeah. fashion sense. Yeah, it's almost a sense of. It's almost like 
hobo chic. It's like it's kind of messy, but it's also incredibly stylish. Some, somehow managed to become a sexy rodeo cloud. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a certain definitely different approach to how they their bodily motions, um, but still both they have an energy about them that is kind of captivating. You can't help but oh, look absolutely. At them. And uh, that's that's something that wasn't in the manga that Asano brought to the character because uh, that dude is just cool and everything he does. Uh, have you looked up his uh, filmography? No, I, I need to look it up. You've I, seen him before. I have. You have. Uh, Tadanobu just... Asano, there's two major things that he's done since Ichi the Killer. One is he's in the Thor movies. Uh, he's one of the Warriors 3. He plays Hogan. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. And uh, more recently, he's Raiden in the 2021 Mortal Kombat movie. That's him? That's him. That's Holy Kakihara. Holy shit. That's awesome, dude. Dude gets around, man. Yeah, I got to check out his uh, older filmography. I'm sure he's got some good ones in there. I'm sure he's got some great ones. He seems like he's been in doing the been in the biz for for a bit now. So a seasoned pro. They're like, oh, hey, yeah. ain't you that guy? Ain't you Ichi the killer? He's like, ah, fine. <laughs> yes, tired of correcting people. Well, with that Chelsea grin, he really chews up the scenery. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we get into that. Like, the things they do with that are great. The first time we run into the character and we zoom in from behind while he's standing in a now clean room that we just saw somebody get like yeah, fatality inside. The... Yeah, Yakuza boss. I think it was a, a, a Anjo, Anjo. Anjo. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the whole movie. Is uh, for anyone who hasn't the, seen the movie, uh, the whole movie is is Kakihara, who is a uh, high-ranking Yakuza, uh, searching the city for his boss Anjo, who he refuses to believe is dead. Though we we know for sure because he's the guy who gets murdered in the intro. And that murder room. Geez. Yeah. Like, he just paints the walls with them. But we have this, like, cleanup crew that roll in and take care of it. Like, hut, 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 and they just completely scrub the place. <laughs> like Ghostbusters, dude. It's great, man. They're all like Ghostbusters. Yeah, I love it. And uh, and so when Kakihara is standing in a clean room, not sure where his boss is, the first thing we see is he takes a drag of a cigarette with his back to us, and the smoke comes out in two plumes out the sides of his head. And oh. then he turns around to reveal that he's got the carving in his cheeks. Maybe one of the best introductions of a character I've seen in years. Oh, so cool! Because he has the he has the slits, and they're still uh, I wouldn't say they're fresh, but they haven't healed over. He didn't yeah, stitch them, kind of... and he puts two little gold rings in his face to hold it shut. Mm-hmm. You get the feeling he rips them open constantly before they can heal, right? Like just for oh, yeah, he won't let it. Yeah, because yeah, this character is very much a masochist. You know, we have yes. a sadist on a collision course with a masochist. This is a love story. <laughs> uh actually uh Mike has said as much when talking about the film that he considers this a love story. I'm like, this dude is so fucked up. Oh, <laughs> I love you, Takashi Mike. You weirdo. That is some dark shit. But it's it makes sense, a... especially in the end. It really does make sense. Absolutely. Because Miike kind of serves to be the uh the Japanese Verhoeven, but he's also kind of the uh Japanese Cronenberg at the same time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he really basks in it. Uh he just knows how to Find the best angle to really gross you out. Because <laughs> it's one thing to have a gory scene, but to shoot it right. Like, you could have all the special effects. You could have all the blood you want. You could have all that stuff. But if you shoot it like shit, it just it's not as effective. And something else that I had noted, and I, I, I'm trying to think of the name of um, what you call these people. But the people that make, like, they'll find foam and create, like, a squishy sound for the movie and... 
they'll do oh the foley artists foley artists the foley work um especially in that opening scene in that kill room uh, uh, after they killed anjo and the squishiness and the the slippery like the all that the bubbly it's just visceral it's yeah it, it makes it even more fucked up Oh, so, so much. And in some scenes that we're going to get to in a bit, I'm sure uh, oh, the yeah. sound is what really made it so horrifying. The like, there's a torture epic. scene in this movie that's kind of infamous. You know, this is where, uh, you know, uh, for the time period when this came out, like, this is around when torture porn was starting to pop off. Yeah. And you can see some of it in this movie. I wouldn't call this movie a torture porn film because yeah. the point isn't lingering on the torture, really, even though there's quite a bit of it in this. Uh, the story is really about uh, what's happening in between those moments. Uh, it's just, I oh, just yeah. call it a hyper-violent Yakuza film. Yeah, it's it's hyper-violent. It doesn't, um, it honestly, I think what makes it, I think a, a big difference, you know, from, from those kind of fucking gore porn type films is the fact that you're right. The story is bigger than the, what's happening than all the, the actual graphic gore. But also, no one's acting like they're that surprised by it, which is crazy <laughs> to me. That makes it even more terrifying that these Yakuza guys have seen so much horrible things. And they're like, hey, well, you know, come on. Get them off day of the yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, especially if you're one of Kakihara's henchmen, you're just like, eh, Kray does this all the time. This is just. <laughs> oh, my God. Kakihara just just is fucking amazing like that i wish there was i wish there was one more film with him in it but unfortunately no with but... the character yeah we've unfortunately yeah there was a prequel made there to this movie but it's not about kakihara it follows young Ichi. yeah yeah which i i want to see that one i'm sure it's a, has a different vibe it has a, it has a different feeling for sure it's not um it's not quite like this movie but nothing <laughs> is yeah no nothing is and yeah but basically yeah as soon as uh, Anjo dies and gets gets murdered. The, the The whole plot of the film goes on. Kakihara uh, gets his gang. They're they're part of the Anjo. Um, they're part of the Anjo. Like, uh, what do you call it? Like, it's almost like a branch of the Yakuza, right? Yeah, they're called the just the Anjo gang. They refer Anjo to gang. them. They're part of a larger crime syndicate that's made up of several that's families. Right. And um, well, the families aren't getting along right now because. Uh, because we don't know what happened to Andro, and there's also a bunch of money missing, so something's up. Yeah, and and I'm trying to figure out because you know, as as we as we get through it, and we meet all these different <laughs> members of the gang. Uh, uh, Takayama being one of my favorite, I think that's his name, Takayama. Might yeah, be getting that wrong. Um, he's one of my favorites because he he yells the way I sing. Some <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> oh, no! like he's so like, oh like, hey, I sound just like that when I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your awesome. Takayama shit dude when he gets mad and he's on the phone because they're 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 trying to look for uh ichi um i'm not i'm not sure who they're looking for at that point they're looking for because throughout the film they're trying to look for people to get them in for oh they're looking for uh suzuki yeah and he's getting all fired up because uh basically they they get a little bit of intel from a very suspicious motherfucker uh was it Gigi? Gigi, which Gigi. is a, a Japanese slang term for old man. Old so it's just basically the, the, the character in here who's just basically old fuck. <laughs> you know? And that's, that, I mean, it's a derogatory Japanese slang. So he is like calling him old up. fuck. <laughs> you know, it's, well, that's what's kind of that's, amazing. Uh, Sukumoto. Because he's the 
he's kind of the puppet master pulling all these strings, but he comes across so modest and kind of shy and he, he plays the like where he's just smiling and like no problem i'll help you out if i you know he yeah he's, he's just sort of um demented. he's an informant as far as kakihara's relationship to him he's just sort of this sad sack you know uh loser that kakihara can get info out of but he doesn't realize that uh we could tell it's not linear with the reveals i'm yeah. sure that Gigi is kind of in a uh if you ever seen that movie unleashed with Jet Li, where bob hoskins <laughs> is like using him as an attack dog yep that's basically what Gigi's doing with uh, with with mm-hmm. poor Ichi is he has this broken man who can't really function in society, and he uses him to kill people because he knows that whenever uh, Ichi freaks out, blood starts hitting the walls. Oh yeah, and he's kind of doing the uh, the Yojimbo, you know, the Last Man Standing, where he uh, is pitting two gangs against each other due to the actions he's doing between them. Yes, and just imploding the whole syndicate through this. And it's it is incredible that he's mad. I gotta give him props because we we find out that he has um hypnotist hypnotist skills, very very skilled yeah. at that. He's been working a long time on Ichi with it. He has been, and but he does say that Ichi. I think that Ichi was always going to probably be some sort of serial killer, in yeah. some sort, because he had already killed his parents. And I guess he found that, him after he had murdered his own parents. And yes. Unlike, was like, how can I use this? There's that Batman uh, thing where, yeah, you know, Batman did murder yeah. his own parents, but he kind of did. He could have done something. <laughs> but what if that memory of Joe Chill shooting his parents was an implanted memory? And in right? reality, young Bruce just murked them both. <laughs> See, this is a take on Batman I was ready for. <laughs> it really is. I mean, there, it really is not a. Um, it's 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 it is it does make it interesting because he is in all black. I, I don't understand why it's a giant number one in the back, but I love it. <laughs> like I, yeah, I was like, was this from some kind of Running Man <laughs> situation? I don't. Why is there a big? I mean, that's what Ichi stands for. Ichiban being the Japanese word for number one. So he's oh, he's one the killer. He's the oh, one killer running around. One killer. That makes more sense. Okay, well, that does connect it a little bit more. I was like, is this a, is this some kind of sports uniform in, in Japan? Like, what game are they it's playing? Kind of rollerball situation. Yeah, it does look like kind of rollerball. Or I assume he'd be on ice, considering the boots. But you know, that's... <laughs> yeah, no shit. Blades of Steel. Oh man, when the blades come out, every time it's like Wolverine popping his claws, but it Ooh. comes out of his shoe. And they look like space shoes, dude. They're like silver and. The, the the design those little designs just really make it a, a really make it stick out and make it memorable his little steel shoes little metal shiny shoes um yes the he used his his weapon of choice is simply he doesn't come in with anything else but the padded uniform and uh one shoe i think i'm not sure if both do it i think it's just his right foot has a blade in it right foot's got a blade and that is his preferred you know, left foot hospital right foot morgue you know how it goes yeah. <laughs> i gotta admit though it does take some skills to i don't you could put a blade on my shoe and make it the sharpest thing ever i guarantee i'm i'm gonna i'm barely gonna nick somebody <laughs> if probably i just gonna cut your own foot yes <laughs> you're gonna trip over your feet and cut your achilles you're like i'm done i'm sorry <laughs> It, it takes some skills, some some accuracy to hit shit like that with your heel. And he uh, he's one of the best out there. He's just natural born killer kind of guy. That's all he ever knew how to do. 
Yeah, that's that's what he's best at: playing uh, Tekken and killing killing gangsters. Learning his moves from Tekken because he busts out one of those sweet like Horang uh, axe kicks at one point <laughs> in this movie. In one of the most upsetting scenes in this movie, I'd say, is when he uh, he saves his friend. <laughs> um, he has this friend he goes to visit at the uh, at the sex clubs at the strip clubs. Who uh, and he he seeks that's her right. out of out of all the girls because she has. Uh, visible damage to her face from her pimp, mm-hmm. and you know Ichi's not a good guy. <laughs> so he's uh, so he he's very turned on by her because it's clear she has endured violence. Yeah, he doesn't really care where it came from. He just he likes that, and uh, ew. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he happens to come across her when she's getting beaten by her pimp, and the pimp notices him in the window. And drags him inside. So there's your there's your dark knight come to save you, lady. Because <laughs> yep. uh, he gets dragged in, starts getting shoved around and made fun of. He's just like crying, and uh, and the pimp uh, finally pushes him a little too far, and that blade pops in his shoe. Boom! But oh, this is one of the first times I think that you see the CGI used, and it's they do the the, the it's just. Everyone's kind of seen this where it's a I think uh, you'll, Resident you'll Evil Nine did it one of the best where yeah, where there's a split but it slowly appears and the yeah. person's acting completely normal at first. It's like what you and then a line me? appears on their body. Yeah, you didn't split my brain in half, did you just now? <laughs> Was that you? Oh man, and then the, the body just opens up like a flower <laughs> blooming. Yeah, he turned into a Y. Uh the talk about YMCA, that's ultimate. <laughs> like, it's <all> and <laughs> he just oh, man. three down. village people run up next to him. <laughs> Young man, oh, don't yeah, beat off in that plant. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and yeah, so she she runs up to him, you know, thank you for saving me and all that. Yeah. And he goes, You're okay. Um, I could beat you now. <laughs> and uh, that's that weird t- that turn suddenly where she goes, Oh no, I'm not safe. Yeah, this guy is even crazier than the guy that was just fucking me up, which is crazy because I do. He seems say. not like he wants to do it. He just thinks that's what she wants because she's always yeah. getting beat up all the time because he's a man child. He doesn't understand uh, how adults interact with each other. Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't and, understand that she's in immense pain and would like to not have a face that looks half like a plum. Right. Yeah. And so she grabs a bat and tries to ward him off and then he panics. And, uh, and well, we get a roundhouse kick and, uh, suddenly we're doing the kill bill, like over the top, you know, Shaw brothers, uh, blood spray as he, as he freaks out because this person he thought was his friend, he accidentally just killed. Yeah. uh, We're having fun here, aren't we? Yeah. It's kind of like he, uh, spammed some buttons and just did something he didn't expect to do. and was like, whoop, uh, well, yeah. Damn. Did I just kill her? God damn it. Now I got to run through the night crying again. I know. Now I gotta find some other pimp that's gonna. But I love that. I and I just say I love, but I I did kind of laugh a little at the pimp not knowing what to do with this grown man that's whimpering in his in his oh, apartment. Yeah. Like he's like, <laughs> what the hell? The f- why are you crying all over my floor? Like he didn't even want to hurt him because he he at first he wanted to hurt him, but then after a while he's like, you got a boner and you're crying, dude. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Confused as fuck. And uh, we get sort of a reprise of that moment in the finale, which I love the ending of this movie. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that moment. It, it gets wild. But yeah, there, there's a it, it's sort of the movie is sort of really like, oh, man, at some point I kept calling him just 
cocky instead of saying the whole company yeah. are uh eventually him and cocky are gonna gonna meet up and you're just i was getting fucking swole down there it's dude. uh you know what it is it's um it's Scatman on the Bearcat heading toward the hotel of oh, the Shining. Yeah. You're like, oh man, when when Scatman gets there, because he's got the mind powers, he's seasoned with the Shining. He's gonna save the day. Yeah. You know, it's one of those like, man, the big we're we're building toward a big fight. Yeah. And then what we get is so not that. So not that, but but we'll we'll save that for now. Yeah, because there's a scene I want to touch on. So Please. there's there's a part where we we have this one character who is, um, uh, Anjo's main woman she she was she's a sex worker but it was one of that was like his main sex worker <laughs> is that uh is that karen karen which is so yeah. funny i've had karen's chinese karen's way different than our karen's yeah. they're, uh, they're givers <laughs> yes and if i recall karen's the one who periodically will just like switch into english and yeah. everyone no one no one seems confused everyone yep. in the movie still understands her just the same and it is pretty much perfect english like yeah, it's, not, it's, it's perfectly fine, and it'll be mid-sentence. She'll just suddenly she'll give you six yeah. words in English and go right back to Japanese. I was like, Karen's from San Diego. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But um, but she's stunning. By the way, I I, I actually would I wouldn't mind seeing more of her films. Um, I don't have her name right away with me, but uh, the actress did a, a great job. Of she's a uh, Paulin Sun. Americanized first name, so probably is from San Diego. Maybe, maybe, but she she also speaks. Uh, I think I'm not sure if she's speaking Japanese or she's because they say they say she's Chinese, but I don't think she's speaking. Well, the Chinese. Uh, the actress is Singaporean. Ah, okay, okay. Cool. So it would make sense that she's not even speaking Japanese in this movie sure, half the time. Like she just switches to whatever language she feels like speaking, and you know what? She can. Kind of reminds me of in in San Antonio. A lot of people speak Tex Mex, and you you can listen to two uh chicanos speaking to each other and they'll just bob and weave through spanish and english and the spanish oh, is classic not very uh, good you know spanglish as they say spanglish yes yeah, spanglish. uh you know growing up in southern california my first few jobs being yeah. you know working uh fast food things like that i got to know a lot of people who were bilingual and mm-hmm. you'd see that all the time I, you know when in my first job at a dairy queen i had a coworker who refused to ever speak to me in english she's like no fuck you you're gonna learn some spanish if you want to talk to me <laughs> and so i had to learn just the basics i could you know i got to be that that weird white boy in the back being like uh miracle es mi cumpleaños (laughs) and then she'd be like ah cuantos años and i'd be like i don't know what you just said (laughs) see uh see and she's like i'm gonna make fucking break (laughs) all right well nice talking to you so what I was saying was I I like Karen's character because she's she's kind of integral to a lot of the film because she's mm-hmm. she's working with with Kaki and helping him out because she finds out like she already kind of knew what what happened with Anjo and I think at first she also was like he's probably six feet under like her initial instinct yeah, I think was she's like, the first character to be like that dude's dead man that dude's dead <laughs> and Kaki's not taking that for an answer he's in he, denial because he, he has is. this like. Uh, it's not obsession. he has an obsession he, like he is in love with this man but you know other characters even bring it up sometimes in the movie they're like you know whether or not it's uh he loves him in a uh, romantic sense and kakihara almost always just kind of chuckles it off yes yeah like, he never gets mad that they insinuate that and he, he but he, he never denies or confirms he just goes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does look like that doesn't it it does huh 
you I guess you heard me the other time in the other room when he was really wailing on me. Yeah, and, and clearly we find they out have... he just gets off to getting fucked up. Oof. Yeah, and that's why he loved this boss Andro, because boss Andro hit him just right. Like yeah, he had this, this... Certain combination. Yeah, there's a sting to it that I just don't get anywhere else. Because we have that scene where he, was it with Karen, I believe? Yes, it was with Karen. Where they have a, you know, they decide they're going to go out. Yeah, well, they get all hot and heavy over torturing a guy, which is a a crazy fucking scene. Um, He sees how far she's going with it, and he's like, oh, she's like me. All right, let's let's see what we can do with this. And we cut to them later and he's all chained up in a room and she's like flogging him. And he's just like, yeah, it's just not, it's not working. It's not the same. You don't, you don't mean it. Yes. <laughs> he's like, he, yeah, when you, when, I don't feel like you mean it when you're hitting me. Yes. Like he gets off to like, you want to kill him energy, which is a whole different yeah. feeling of than just, you know, classic S and M and just kind of whipping somebody. Yeah. It's not just about a little, mm, little sting, you know, it's yeah, not, no, it's not he that. He wants to, to the... die anger in your eyes and the fury yeah. and yeah and that's why once he once he finds out that there's this ichi guy running around murdering people um who's and he, he's following this unstoppable killer who is just yeah. like flinging body parts around the room he gets worked into a lather he, he he's looking for this great death he, he wants yeah. someone to send him to hell you know exactly. and uh and he, he can't wait man he's like i gotta beat this guy dude we're gonna have the biggest fucking fight i'm gonna get yes. wrecked by this dude it's gonna and be that's, great that's the joker energy that's the heath exactly the heath ledger joker energy of like you know that scene where the car is coming at him he's going come on you know, yeah, he wants that card he, him. He, yeah, because he's like, how come I can't die? Like, I'm doing all these horrible things. I'm putting myself in all this harm's way, and all I'm doing is killing. Like, how come I'm not dying? And I think you start, you almost, you miss it, even though you haven't been dead yet. You're just like, God, I just want to feel scared. Yeah. I'm not scared at, of anything because he is throughout the entire film absolutely terrifying. Everyone that he runs into, he fucking hurts them, even if they happen to live. Like that yeah. one little old lady that's just like a heroin dealer and they're just trying to get um info out of her. Info out of her, and he kind of just gets her hands and just bends them completely yeah, they backwards. do the they do the thing that almost everybody has done. I feel like that this was like a flirtation thing you did back in school. Uh you know, it's like, hey, let's see if my hand's bigger than yours. It's yes. like you're you're flirting with like holding hands, so you just kind of touch hands. Yep. I feel like everybody's done that, right? Classic. When you're when you're like twelve years old. Classic icebreaker move for twelve year olds, yeah. But he does that with this lady, and then he just closes his hand, and her, and it it looks so cartoony, like her her hand folds backwards, and they foley some gross sound effects, and she starts screaming, and he's so unbothered by it, he's just like, no, he does at the office, yes, and she's just this little old lady, like that one caught me off guard because I kept expecting him to fuck up other people. I mean, I will say though. God damn it. I hate that this movie made me laugh at Suzuki because this poor guy <laughs> gets absolutely fucking railroaded this entire film. Oh, yes. You want to you take us through that? Well, yeah, so, sure. Uh, so uh, Gigi uh, gives some intel. He comes in and gives some intel that uh, the the gang that Suzuki works for, they're, they're in the same building. They're in the same uh, – they work for – they're also uh, part of the same uh, – um, what do you call it the what do they call it the fucking uh the syndicate they're part of the same syndicate syndicate. seemingly the whole syndicate lives in one apartment building one big apartment building which is it's like the it's like the mega cities in judge dread it did make me think of that and and they apparently they got squeezed out of a porno video racket 
that the that uh aki or uh, what is his name anjo anjo's uh gang was doing they got squeezed out of it and there was whispers that they weren't happy about him they were talking shit and this and that so he gives up suzuki's name as the guy that may have been the culprit of of killing anjo or or not killing him but taking him and taking the responsible for his disappearance yes and instead of asking a couple of questions just maybe seeing if maybe there's a little more evidence out there nope that's not what happens uh kaki goes out there and uh he uh i think he has um he has what's his name go get him um his uh the guy the takayama go get him and even takayama tells him like are you sure like we're pretty we're part of these guys like we're familiars and it probably wouldn't be a good idea to take one of their men without having enough evidence and that is just not the way kakihara works he he is like nah just go get him We'll deal with the consequences later. And what does he tell Gigi to do? <laughs> Tells him to go get some shrimp. <laughs> yeah, because we open the scene and he's just he's making a little tempura. Oh my god! Just totally chill, like he's making lunch. He's just sitting there with his little oil pot, boiling. He's dunking the stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. And when when Suzuki wakes up, he's the first thing he does is like he sniffs the air and goes tempura, and looks up and goes kakihara. Like, this dude's over in the corner making lunch, and why am I up in the air? <laughs> yeah, he is completely like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. We, he and, has and as the um, viewer, you don't know yet. You, you don't like, yet. You, you just know that this dude's just, floating in the air for yes. some reason. Yeah, you think he's just probably suspended by some, you know, chains are on him or something. But no. <laughs> well, technically that's true. Technically, um, no, but, but the chains are attached to little meat up. hooks. Yeah, we are straight up Jesus wept because he's like he's he's got hooks in his back, and he's just yeah. suspended, watching this guy make lunch. It looks so. <laughs> oh, they did such a good job with that effect. Of, it's so gruesome. Oh my god! I mean, I've actually seen uh, people do that kind of stuff. That yeah, it's not like, quite that significant. There's like the freak show stuff where people suspend themselves from stuff. hooks and things like that. And they really caught the essence of that the the elasticity of skin and how it looks, and it just fucking freaks you out. Oh, I was I was that's gonna haunt me. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they pulled that effect off on this actor, like because I don't, as far as I can tell, that dude wasn't one of those people. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but but not. you can see the skin being pulled on his back, and it is rough, right, right it through his uh, yakuza tattoos. Yeah, this is like um, you know, you could tell uh I forget what's the the cat that then uh, directed Saul, but you could tell there was James some, Wan. James Wan. You could tell there was some influence there. Just the way it's shot, the zoom in oh, sure. of the, the the needy parts and, and that was only like a year later, wasn't it? Wasn't Saw O two? Oh two or oh three or something like that. Like around of, that same period of like game. extreme horror. That was we we reached this this apex of like what we're depicting in our horror movies. And then eventually like like every pendulum swing happens, we yeah. we dialed it back a little bit. And we're starting to head back in that direction again now with modern horror. A lot of recent movies that have come out have been going yeah. for it in terms of the violence, because I mean shit, real real life's plenty violent now, so you need something to uh yeah. to up the ante in your movies. Man, well, every time an, an, another Evil Dead film comes out, you know you're, you know well, you're that just keeps it keeps going, man. <laughs> I had a good time yeah. with that one though. That was not same. bad. Absolutely, yeah, I really enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, I just like that the same with the 2013 one. Which oh, and yeah, I think it's a cool place to take that series now. 
It's just mm-hmm. like, well, the point is like, you know, you could, we don't know how many books of the dead there are. They don't even call this one the Necronomicon in this current no. movie. So clearly, and it looks different. It doesn't have the face on the cover. You know, it's got the True. teeth on the side, you know, but yeah. And I so think... the idea that there's like multiple Necronomicons around the world and just like an evil dead situation can break out anywhere at any time. Great. Give me every location. Let's go. Genius writer. Whoever thought of that of like, hey, let's expand this universe by just saying there's more books. No problem. Whatever you want, whatever story you want to tell. Where do you want this to be? Put it on the fucking moon. Who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go Jason X with this shit. Fuck it. I always support putting your character on the moon. I don't, right? Just, That's last... <laughs> we're going to space, baby. It worked for Jason. It worked for the leprechaun. Do it all. And yeah, so poor Suzuki. He and I, I could tell right away, like, oh, this guy is not involved in this at all. Yeah. And I felt so fucking bad for him. He gets the fucking hot uh, grease. The tempura that, oil. The tempura oil, yeah. He he just starts slowly pouring it on that back while it's suspended from the hooks. And the, the effect of it, like he throws he throws a second pouring over his head and you slowly you see his hair just burn right off and that yeah, has they, such an effect. It is so upsetting to watch. It is so, yeah. And that shit happens like, you know, 20 minutes into this movie. <laughs> like, God, <laughs> what's going to happen next? <laughs> I had a friend that got in a fight. Uh, that's what this scene made me think of. I had a friend that got in a fight. He used to be a cook at an Applebee's. And <laughs> this guy, uh, he was he was just bu- bumping, uh, button heads with this one other guy that was talking a lot of shit to him. The guy decides to swing on my friend. And while the guy's swinging... My friend grabs his arm while it's the motion is going across him and dumps it in the hot fry oil. Ah, no. Then the guy made the huge, the big mistake. So the guy's freaking out now. <laughs> his hand is burning. He's freaking out. He opens a, a freezer because he's thinking, oh, if I put my hand in the freezer, it's burning. It's going to make it feel better. And it just made his skin get cracked and like even worse. And the pain was like horrible. And he had to go to the hospital and my friend got fired. Luckily, all my friend only got fired. He didn't get any charges pressed on him. So. <laughs> Incredible what you can still keep your job after doing. <laughs> hey, Applebee's, they're not, it's not like there's cooks knocking on the door. So <laughs> Man, those, those $1 Long Islands really get people going. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever you your neighborhood Applebee's, maybe just send a little tip to the back kitchen. Those guys yeah. work hard. <laughs> they're working real hard back there. You don't even know. That's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. Like when he told me that, I was like, holy shit, dude. Well, that's the reason I'm glad you're my friend and not my enemy. Uh yeah, so the this whole scene is just so distraught. And then their his boss comes through, uh, which I'm trying to think of his name. There's so many names in this fucking movie. Yeah, because it makes it incredibly this, tough. It is tough um to keep track of some Especially of them, the first yeah. watch. I feel like if I saw this a couple more times. The names would stay in my head, but the boss basically Suzuki's boss comes in and he is because they burst in with their guns out. Yeah, Yeah. he's like, What the fuck are you doing, Kakihara? You son of a bitch. And he's very chill. He's just like, "Ah, You know, a little torture. Yeah, I'm just fucking with him. He's uh, working his way to his uh, huevitos. uh, He's looking to. Yeah, he's about to. He has these metal skewers he carries around. They're not quite acupuncture needles, they're a little thicker. It's more like a more like a kebab skewer. That's his weapon of choice. Is on his person at all times is two of those. It's perfect. It's a perfect weapon for a guy like him. Because he a guy who likes to just like take his time and like watch people wince in pain. Like I'm just gonna poke you a little bit and move this thing around. 
I'm trying to think. I don't know if I ever see him even have a gun in his hand. I don't think he likes I, guns. They're too quick. I don't think he likes guns. Yeah, I think he likes the feeling of something just piercing through skin. He's a, he's a DIY kind of guy, man. He's not gonna he's not gonna press a button to kill yeah. somebody. That sucks. That's an intimate kill. You know. Yeah. He's a lover, this Takihara. <laughs> he's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's just acting like chill as shit. And there's guns everywhere. Eventually, everyone calms the fuck down, and the uh, the boss tells him like yeah dude suzuki's not involved in this at all what the fuck are you doing and that's yeah. when they're like well, this guy told us oh yeah funaki and yeah they're like the old the old fuck told the old us this. And, told turned, us. and that dude has pulled a batman because <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting there a second ago and they turned and there's nobody there <laughs> it's <laughs> like he like awesome. ran out the window while everyone was looking at each other <laughs> i love that shit he's just gone and right away that basically proved that Oh, this guy was. This guy's in on it. This guy, he's involved in some fucking way. You know, yeah. that's what they figure, and that's what. But, that's when they let Suzuki go. But that poor guy is fucking mauled. He done. is. He's screwed now. But you know, Kakehara, honorable guy that he is, he's like, well, I better make this right. I did just torture an innocent guy who had nothing to do with this. So he goes before the the family heads. You know, he, he calls a meeting yeah. and he wants to, he wants to show them that he's sorry. And uh, well, the way to do it is, he, and they explain, you know, what are you going to do? Cut off your pinky. That's not going to be enough, man. You crossed the line here. Yeah. And he's like, I got an idea for you. And you see uh, Kakahara's favorite thing. You wouldn't guess this by the way he acts, but his favorite thing is like sweets. There's a guy who he enjoys a little snack cake once in a while, you know. Well, it looked like he had about four blows, raspberry blow pop. Cause this, yeah, dog is this dude's always hard. eating candy. <laughs> and uh and so he's like he here's how he decides to make it right he sticks his tongue out and pulls out a katana blade and he cuts the end of his tongue off and it's not the sharpest katana blade let me tell he you he had to work on it man he and really he's just sitting there it. and he you know puts it on like a little cloth pulls out a handkerchief <laughs> throws it right on the table in front of these guys just, and like, then takes a phone call yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone's shocked everyone's but then his phone like... rings and he's just like oh yeah what's up <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah I, I, no, I've sorry, I cut off my tongue. I gotta go get this sewn up, but I'll meet you later. <laughs> he is he's so indifferent to pain at this point. Yeah. He's bored with with anything that isn't inflicted by Andro. Yeah, he's like the bad guy from Deadpool. I think it's in the first one where the guy his superpower is he doesn't feel pain, but he can still die. He's still a yeah. human being. He just doesn't have any pain. He just can't feel anything, so he'll keep coming at you. He'll come at you. Yeah. And it, I love that we never see what Andro used to do to Kakihara. True. Because we see all this horrific shit that Kakihara does to others, to himself, to you know, all these things. I mean he keeps going like it's just not as good as what yeah, I get from Andro. <laughs> so they like they let your brain figure out what the hell Andro used to do to Andro must have been oh. a, well because it makes sense why they you know, cause uh, because of this, because of what he does to Suzuki and the punishment. They eventually and everything else he was doing on his he was leaving a fucking path of blood uh, trying to get this motherfucker because he wants to find his boss. And so he's very passionate about it. And the only person in the world he loves the only person he loves. And the the boss that I guess the 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 main boss boss of the syndicate of the Yakuza, he's this kind of withered little skinny old man who kind of always looks a little like shaky, like he might Mm -hmm. fall. He looks like Cranky Kong. (laughs) So boss Cranky Kong. Boss Cranky. He, uh, I love the, I love that scene where they get so sick uh, uh, of uh, of his shit that they they let him go. They tell him, dude, you're 
You're out of here, man. You're no longer part of the syndicate. Get the fuck out of here, dude. We're sick of your antics. And they're so terrified of how he's going to react. And even the boss who's on a monitor, not even in the room, he's on a monitor. And even he's like trying to like, (laughs) (laughs) I love that little, those little nuances of comedy that they slip in are so good. It's so good, man. I loved it. Yeah, it's it's the applesauce. You got to put the dog medicine in, right? You got, <laughs> you know, it's because like this would be such a hard watch, and it is anyway. But yeah. it would be so much harder if there weren't these little little comedic moments. It'd be like martyrs. Like martyrs to yeah. me is one of the I I saw it. I've seen it maybe twice, and yeah. I don't wish to see that again. You're like I'm okay on that. No, you feel horrible about just being a human being. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I, I found I'm 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 getting soft in my old age, man. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, like I, I just I can't handle as much as I used to. Some stuff is not as fun, but for some reason, Ichi withstands the test of time for me. Something about the yeah. tone of this movie and the presentation being hyper stylized and kind of silly that makes it palatable for me for some reason. Yeah. I could give take, or take could, a scene or two. Yeah, like I could take <laughs> you know, four minutes off of some scenes where you could just yeah, yeah. let's just get off of that. We, some we, other stuff like we we got it. <laughs> instead of six punches, let's bring it down to two of that yeah. lady. You know what I mean? Like something like that. That would just at give least me a, a cool hour and fifteen cut of each of the yes. killer, and this movie's great. And I'm good. And I know the director; he wanted it the way it was, exactly the way it is here. But that's the way he wanted it. And because well, he's trying work. to shine a mirror back at the viewers. Yeah, like, he's trying to really shake like, it up. You know, it's fucked up that you like watching people get wrecked in movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, very Verhoeven. Yeah, that's that's true. It's... Yeah, there's this there's this thing going on under the surface here where he's kind of pointing a finger at you. Be like, no, nah, this yeah. shit's your fault, man. Yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, the fact that like and I like that you don't get to see a lot of it's every now and then it's done but it's really rare you get to see someone get tortured but then you get to see when they're trying to heal and that happens with suzuki poor suzuki turns into oh tanuki mario where he's, he's yeah the next you know, time we see him he's wrapped up like dark man <laughs> yeah, he looks like dark man it's fucking amazing dude and he's in so much pain and it, it, it doesn't get any better for him because, because he's wrapped up and he's swearing vengeance. Yeah, he's, he's he's like, I'm gonna get that no good son of a bitch Kakihara, and then the door kicks open and there's like two guys in masks holding a katana. <laughs> he's like, Oh what now? Jesus. Damn it. I just barely survived the last fucking bout. Yeah, that's terrifying. And those guys look ter- those masks are terrifying. I would have been like, what the fuck? They got all this shit on their head. It's so <laughs> intricate for no reason. They didn't have it's to like, do that. It's like these guys, and that's part of the comedy. It's like these guys like overthought what their disguises were gonna be. It's like they keep adding like accoutrement to the outfit. <laughs> to where at the point where they discuss it later, they're just like, Yeah, these masks weren't a good idea. They're cheap. I, I every time really I'm breathing, it. I can't see. There's <laughs> <laughs> too much shit on me. There's <laughs> too much shit. Oh yeah. I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> it's so but, good, yeah. But that's basically just Gigi fucking with them to try to get get in his head that um um that uh what's his face that he uh uh Kakimara that he Kakihara. Kakihara, sorry. Kakihara is part of the uh the was the whole thing that happened to Anjo, like that he was actually involved in it or something like that. He's basically he's just trying to get in all their heads to get them to, to kill, all each, kill other. each other. Yeah, and he's doing because a because then job. he'll take over that power vacuum if all the all the most powerful members of the syndicate go after each other. Exactly, that's his plan anyway. And it, shit, pretty much, pretty much almost works except for one little loose end, as we find out. But yeah, like 
it's it's working so far. He's he almost and I do like in the film that he kind of loses Ichi. You know, he Ichi gets tired of killing. It's almost like Spider-Man 2, you know, he doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> He's going to throw that weird rubber suit in the trash can and walk <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> they should have had that scene you just see the number 1 hanging down. Ichi no more. Can. Ichi no more. I just don't get boners anymore from watching, you know, fucked up shit. And yeah. He does. He kind of goes into a depressed stupor, and he well, yeah, because I mean, after it. he uh, after he kills his prostitute friend in in his kinda, fit, he he does this like he does the Wolverine scream at the heavens, like why am I like this? Yeah, he does. And Gigi uh, tries his best to try to manipulate him back into the fold, and and he he has all these envelopes of like six different people that we we see throughout the film as they're revealed later, but these six different uh, people that he needs him to kill. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. He's like, well, hey, look, calm down. Because there's a, uh, you know, Gigi yells at him. He fucking, he yells at him. And he sees that, that, that kind of got Ichi off a little bit. He's like, Jesus, take a tranquilizer, dude. <laughs> calm down that penis of yours. He's like, dude, honestly, really? You got, Are you really going to be, really? you have a boner right now? And, uh, and, you know, Gigi, to get him in check, reminds him of that that traumatic memory from school when he was a kid yeah. that led to all of this, which was, and they show it, you know, where he uh, walked in on one of his classmates getting, uh, well, about to be gang raped by a bunch of boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, rather than intervene, he just st- stood there and stared and uh, became visibly uh, aroused by it. And the boys turned and started bullying him for getting hard watching this. Yeah. Uh, we're having a great time rough. here. We're having fun. <laughs> it's watching. So watching all of that happen with a bunch of minors in a flashback by the third time they go back to that flashback i'm like come on do we need to go back i already saw and it's oh man when you and when you find out spoiler alert you know we already kind of touched on it when you find out later that none of that shit actually happened and it was all an implanted memory to control him uh, you go, why did I have to see it three times exactly son of a bitch why did you have to do that to me and also the fact that you know, it's it's crazy when Karen Karen, who's who's he, she's like a double agent or some shit because she's well, I guess not a double agent. I I, I should have said that. I have no idea what a double agent is, but she, she's kind of working with Gigi too. Yeah, she's and playing both sides. She's just playing like both Gigi sides. Is. Yeah, and he he tells her a little bit about uh, about Ichi and and what he's done to get him to 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 be his hitman, and for a second she sort of has this little. Because he tell he tells her about the what happened when 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 Ichi was when he saw that that whole scene, and she kind of gets a little glimpse in her head. She's like, "Wait a minute, I'm not under your, I'm not hypnotized by you, are you?" And he's like, "No." I was like, hey, "You paused too long." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "That wouldn't do that to you." <laughs> so it turns out she was the girl. Yeah, she really was, and she didn't even know she was. Yeah. But then when but she the, looks, the it's had, not Ichi. But Gigi... Yeah, this thing Ichi was never there. You know, like yeah. he's conflating the moment that happened to her as a kid, uh, and he's using the knowledge of that situation to control Ichi it's... at the same time. Man, like, this Gigi's a real son of a bitch, man. He's this a old guy. real cunt, dude. But I almost wish that he had just stayed like a feeble little old man who's just incredibly powerful for not being able to do much. But the yeah. movie decided not to. And that may be because of the manga, because I haven't read it. Maybe that's kind of the I'm sure that happens in the manga, too. Like that's yeah. his reveal, because um, uh, do we want to get to it later, or do we want to just talk about it now? We, 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 well, I do want to touch on, uh, what, what was your, uh, well, because, you know, so 
I'll just put this in for the listener. Karen does after around a little bit after the scene, she goes and she confronts uh, Ichi and she tells him, and I'm not sure if this is under the control of Gigi or they were working to do this because they're trying to bring him back to, to the fold so he can finish killing um, these, these incredibly important leaders, uh, gang leaders. And so she tells him, look, I, I was the girl. I forget the name, but he, he says the, yeah, yeah, I was the girl and you were there and, you know, it's okay. Like, I know you didn't help me, blah, 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 but it's okay. But really, I kind of wish you had also, you know, had sex with me and, or, you know, raped me. And I would have, I would have wanted, it, it gets into a, very, that whole, yeah, the dialogue in this scene when she's talking, I was just like, this poor actress had to say all this like, like crazy fucked up shit. She's like, I want you to like cut me. I wish you could just cut me. Or she said she had a boyfriend. She broke up with him because yeah. he was he was uh, they were doing some BDSM and stuff, and she he was wasn't like, willing to go far enough. It's yeah. kind of you know uh, was it uh, Linnea Quigley in Return of the Living Dead? They were telling her fantasy of being like I, I fantasize of being torn apart by all these old men, and they're just reaching at me. So she lays out this whole like extreme like violent Oof. fantasy, and disturbing. And you know it's obviously hearing all of this is working. Uh, it's working up. up. Yeah. And so she starts uh, servicing him. I mean, don't and get me wrong. While... I still came. <laughs> well, sure. We all did. You know, we all had to throw out a plant at the end of this movie. Yeah, I kept an aloe vera plant, so it's all sticky. Dude, I wrecked the whole Armstrong Garden Center. It was... <laughs> I'm not allowed back in there. But, uh, you know, he gets an idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's being kind enough to go down on him. He's like, I can help you. And he puts his work boots on. You're like, oh, no. <sighs> I and feel we get so bad because I kind of liked Karen. I know he does a quick like capoeira leg sweep, and we see the red line across her foot and you know, across her leg, and see she's a foot shorter suddenly. <laughs> that was, inc- and you can't help but chuckle because how many times you get to see someone try to hippity hop on one leg out of someone's apartment? <laughs> I, I know. was like, oh poor Karen, but look at her hopping. Oh my god, I feel so only bad. to get that roundhouse to the neck again, so we get that kill bill yeah. spray. Because I think he was going to chop her up. And then when he realized, oh, she's freaking out. and he, well, she doesn't he really just, want this? No. Yeah, yeah. He, yet again, he's like, I misread the situation. I'm so <gasps> bad with girls. Damn it. There goes another one. Another one bites the dust. There it's weird goes. seeing ostensibly a serial killer uh, who keeps accidentally killing people. Yes. Does it? Like, he doesn't mean to. And then he freaks it? out and something goes wrong. And he blacks out for a second. And now everyone's dead. Yeah, it's crazy. Like his superpower, he does. He's not aware. It, it, it's not something he's consciously wanting to do. That's what's yeah. kind of fucked up about. Like one of the many fucked up things about this film is the fact that he doesn't want to do it. Like he, because that's why you kind of sympathize with him because he's this. He's this. He's like a Frankenstein's monster or something. Like he's been create. He's He's he was already needed a lot of help, and then it's just it's just been made worse by by Gigi having that control over him. He's just become even more confused and uh, yeah, just just destructive. And that scene where uh, uh, one of the craziest ones. So so after that, he kind of has a rise back, and he calls he calls Gigi. He's like, he's, hey, he's I'm ready to go back. back. Baby. Yeah, I'm ready to clock Put in. Me in man. Coach. <laughs> Put me in, coach. And Gigi's excited about that. He's like, all right, fine. <laughs> let's, let's do this, baby. 
yeah so he gives him all the envelopes and he you see him looking through he's like okay so these are all the people i have to kill and i think and he's like don't these look like the guys who used to pick on you back in school yes. and he's like, yeah they do he's always trying to tie in the whole you're killing those bull like i know they're not the bullies that that hurt you but you're you're hurting worse people if that makes you yeah. feel better that's kind of his reasoning and it's true yeah, I mean, he is hurting worse people, but I mean, still those bullies decided they deserve to also be killed. But <laughs> of course, you know what we haven't touched on yet is um, each of uh, Kakihara catches up with each of Gigi's uh, hench guys That's at different right. times throughout this journey as as Kakihara is moving along because we keep the cutting back crew, and forth right? between yeah the cleaning crew, which consists of Kano and Long. Yes. And uh, one of them Kano. defected from the Andro gang, Kano, and uh, got a bunch of plastic surgery yeah, so that so they wouldn't, wouldn't recognize him. Uh, to which Long, after hearing about that, went, you could have had any face in the world and you chose that. <laughs> <laughs> and Kano's like horribly addicted to heroin. There's a lot of heroin yeah. throughout this movie. We didn't mention that either. Tons we were so busy needles. talking about all the rape and violence that we didn't uh, we didn't get into the rampant hard drug use. Yeah, forgive us that I get it. Also, it's heroin ugly is city, like, man. Heroin is a last decades drug. You know, we're we're talking we're doing way heavier shit now. You know, while well, I'm yeah. doing it, but there's way more shit than heroin. <laughs> I blacked out for eight straight hours. Thank God you have an editing system here, Daniel. <laughs> Otherwise, this would be a long episode. Thanks for waking me back went. up. I, know, I was wondering where you went, dude. I slumped uh, over until the next day. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, he does. He does. They do go one by one. And I actually thought Kano was kind of hilarious because he's going through extreme withdrawal symptoms and he goes insane. He's in this room and there's feathers, like pillow feathers blowing. He everywhere. tore up every, every pillow in this hotel room. He's going mad crazy. And somehow they find him and his head is stuffed. He's like in a little cabinet and his head is through the bottom of a CRT TV. Yeah, like he he smashed out the uh, the screen and all the tubing and everything, and is just yes. sort of wearing it like a like a diver's helmet. <laughs> fucking funny! Like it, like, I just never seen that. I've never seen that, and it's like, who thought of that? Like, who thought of putting this girl? And he's not a small guy; he's a bigger dude, and he's in this fucking situation. So they're like, we found him like this because at first, uh, I think they're like, oh man, y'all fucking really fucked him up. They're like, no, nah, he did this to himself. <laughs> Yeah, no, we didn't even do that. <laughs> he was already like this when we got here. We found him like that. Uh, but he ends up getting uh, tortured with the skewers by Kakihara, and they leave him literally out with, by the trash cans. When Brush pickup. Yeah, they let like the bulk pickup. We, yeah. we see him laid out next to it. He's still in the TV set, but now he's got skewers sticking out of his face. He looks yeah. like the keyboardist for Slipknot. He does. You know, he's got all these nails sticking out everywhere. Uh, I love that guy. Uh, yeah, like, I... I like the fact that I like that with that scene, they didn't show any of that. But I also like that Kano says like, hey, I know how you work. I know you're going to kill me no matter what I say. Just either give me a fix or fuck off. Like, kill mm-hmm. me. Like, I don't give a shit. And I like that. And also Kano has the most he's the one that has one of the most, um, I guess, deeper uh, reading of 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 a uh, uh, cocky. I keep calling him cocky of cocky because he tells him like, yeah, you, you know, it could be admiration. It could be love, but that's not what it is. Like you just really like the way your boss thrashed your ass, you know, and you want that back. And, and everyone's when, like, Dude. and everyone's like, everyone gasps, but Kakehara yeah. just kind of cocks his head for a second. Like, 
Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. And then pulls out his skewers, like, all right, yep. let's get to it. That's <laughs> time to kill you, buddy. I was gonna do it either way, but you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Just yep. know that you weren't wrong. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and as for uh, you weren't wrong. As for Long, uh, well, we got to call Ooh, in the Long's. twins to get him. Yeah, we get these uh, super twins. These super the super twins. twins. Yeah, the, the super twins. yeah the Wonder Twins show up. <laughs> And uh, one of them likes to wear dog ears. Yes, like a little sniffer. like a little headband. He because he can sniff stuff out. He literally, uh, they find one of Long's girlfriends. Uh, they do some awful shit. Who's a her. sex worker? Gonna... Yeah, who's a sex? And uh, he he puts on his dog ears, and then he well, folks at home, he sniffs her. Just put that together in your head, yeah. and uh, he gets the scent. He really <laughs> so finds he can, that Long, so he can dog. track down her boyfriend. <laughs> He finds Long's dung uh, yeah. scent. <laughs> he yeah. searches Long for him. And, uh, <laughs> By the way, and, that's a legitimate superpower. Like this movie, I feel like isn't in this universe. Like we're in a comic book universe. This guy's got powers. Like he's like, and what's so fucked up is that means they didn't have to torture because they horribly torture her. Like they didn't have yeah. to do that. They could they could have just done the sniff test, scratch and sniff. Yeah. If that's all you had to do, just do that. See, this yeah. is the the hour cut of this movie that you and I love. Exactly. <laughs> where this is like a fun, where this is a fun comic book movie. We don't need. We're just going to remove all the rape and violence against women and just keep like the weird moments and just keep going. Yeah. By know? the way, there's um a, a kind of a crappy superpower movie. I'm trying to think of the film. I think it's called Push. Superman Returns. There's like no, the, uh, there's like this shitty superpower movie I've where the power of these two guys they're trying to they're hunt like they're basically like a, a bounty hunters and their power is that sniffing power where they can they just got to get a whip they're like oh, hound God. dogs and they can get a whole glimpse of like who was wearing it like get like wow it's like you that's know. similar to a uh, there was an indie comic I followed for several years called Chew Ooh, uh, Cheu or Chew and it was about a, a a guy named Tony Chu, C-H-U, who uh, he works for the FDA, which is like the FBI in this universe. <laughs> and um, but he has a power, which is why they use him in that if he anytime he ingests anything, he gets the full history of that thing. Wow. So if he bites and he bites into an apple, he can tell you where the tree is. That's cool. Like he knows like the longitude latitude. He could he go to that tree because he bit an apple and he was chasing down a perp in the first issue. And uh, the dude took like a cyanide before he could get the info out of him. So he bit the guy <laughs> and uh, got all the, he figured out everywhere that dude had been, you know, uh, wild, wild series worth. Looking Damn. Up. I am worth it's from uh, like I don't know 15 years ago at this point, but it was it was a cool series. That sounds man. worthwhile for me. I definitely want to check that out. Could you imagine going down on someone and then you just see that's horrible for someone that's insecure? You just see every person that's both that person just from going. You're like, oh, you know their shit. entire their entire history, everywhere <laughs> they've been, every person they've been with. Yeah, it's just it'd be rough, man. Oh yeah, it'd be nice if you could control it. You could kind of flip it off for a second. You know, I'm gonna turn off the power. I just don't <laughs> want to really see all that right now. But uh but our Tony Chu. Our yeah, our uh, sniffer of the twins, our sniffer shows up at uh, Long's place, and this made me laugh so hard. Oh uh he shows up barking in the window <laughs> like a dog would. And he uh, he goes to investigate, too. he sees that. And when he realizes like shit's about to go down, Long does like a cannonball straight through the drywall. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Just he dives through a wall to get away. It's the benefit of living in a ratchet ass apartment complex is you can just dive through the wall. No, fuck it. You know, if you get a running start, you can end up outside. Yep. 
Yeah, because he just has the. It's just the landlord special, man. They just painted over all the walls. So he, but he goes through it like the like the paper on American Gladiators. He does, and uh, ends up in the alleyway. This is like one of my favorite moments in this movie. And who's standing there but but the Joker? Yep. (laughs) You know, Kakihara's there, and of course he's uh, doing something silly. He's like he's watering plants. Yeah, yeah, he's just hanging out in the alleyway. He's like even like keeping watch. Yeah, just killing time. He's like, oh hey, what's up, Lug? And uh, Long Long decides. Well, I mean, it's fight or flight, right? So this is like yeah. when that dude uh, shot the fade with Jason in Manhattan. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like I know I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna fight this guy first. And yeah. uh, and so you know, Kakihara goes, okay, cool. Takes off his jacket, and then he starts taking his rings out of his out of his cheeks. Like we're gonna we're gonna do fisticuffs, man, mano a mano. Yeah. And he lets that guy get the first punch. And Daniel, what happens? Well, he uh, opens wide, and uh, his long's fist goes straight down his throat, and he just grabs it. And this was um one of the scenes that I remembered from watching one of those countdown videos. Because you like, don't forget that shit. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, this is that weird snake man scene. I, I couldn't remember. Because like, <laughs> with what, the cheeks cut, with the cheeks cut, you can open your mouth wider than you would normally. If you like you're listening at home, open your mouth as wide as you can. You can feel that your cheeks have stopped it. Like that's what keeps you from unhinging all the way. Not in this guy. Chomp, chomp. He, uh, he catches his fist and strips it to the bone. (laughs) Like he's eating a chicken wing. Yeah. And it also looks like he may have sharpened his teeth or like, they're just naturally kind of like, they're not just big block chompers. Like they're they're pretty sharp. Like he just he's got the it. piranha mouth. Yeah, piranha mouth. And they do a great job of the hand just looking completely like you see the bone sticking out of the thumb and shit. It is just fucking brutal. Yeah, absolutely brutal. I felt that shit. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and the CGI wasn't bad there. I thought it was. You know, you know it. It is, but it was. It was but like kind it, of effective. It's impossible to depict that in any way that would be yeah. believable. I mean, they did the the you've seen the mouth extension in so many movies at this point mm-hmm. from before and after this. Was it the ninety four? We had a new nightmare. Uh, Freddy right. does that where he extends his mouth like he's going to swallow the kid's head whole, and they did it with practical effects, and it looked goddamn stupid. So yeah. like you're gonna you're kind of damned if you do, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think um, Pan's Labyrinth did a decent job um, with Guillermo del Toro. And the the bad guy gets his cheek split open, and there's that part where he opens it, and mm-hmm. um, that is with a, a little more modern CGI with a lot of money behind it. And uh, but they were able to blend it a certain way where, damn, that shit looks straight up real to me. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, we finally perfected that. <laughs> yeah, we finally got to the point where we can do that with CGI, and it's pretty flawless and it's disturbing. Is there's just something disturbing about those weird um, body horror type things, where, and it's things that could physically could happen to somebody. It's not just like, oh, you're bubbling up and exploding or like or like the thing or something like it's literally like yeah you could have your cheek ripped open and it could look like that and it's just fucked up you know or getting your tongue cut off is fucked up that always fucks with me in films by the way whenever a tongue gets cut i'm like god damn that could speaking happen. of evil dead yeah like that could literally happen to you sure and then you wouldn't I mean, be some... able to talk right that sucks you're gonna sound like that kid and people under the stairs yeah you know like that you know it's like the same roach yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, why don't you talk? And he sticks out half a tongue. I'm like, oh, I know. It always bothered me. Like whenever there's like a skeleton character of some sort, it's like, how are you so articulate? You have no tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you should be speaking me. in Morse code, clickety clack, and them bones. 
<laughs> <He's just> like... <laughs> Someone's furiously trying to scribble down what he's doing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that whole fight scene is amazing. And they end up taking him back to the apartment in the uh, the, the apartment building where that's like Mega City 1. And they're all there. Kind of gearing up for our finale. Him. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're gearing up for the, the big kaboom boom because – they're trying to get some answers from him. They're trying to find out. They're trying to find where Gigi's at. Yeah, because he's been AWOL for a little he's bit. He's been AWOL. Yeah, he and he once, he's once he got uh, Ichi all revved up, he kind of he kind of bounced and let let Ichi do his thing. Yeah, and he gets cocky too because he does call. Um, and he calls cocky and he tells him like, "Look, you can do whatever you want, no matter what. Ichi's coming to kill you all." Blah blah blah. And, but, you know, this is where you start seeing Cocky start saying, like, I'm kind of getting scared a little. Like, this is kind of getting under. I'm, He's like, this is awesome, man. I'm actually a, spooked. It's a weirdest thing because you just never get to see anyone say they're scared, but also they're smiling and they're excited. And they love that they're scared. It's so fucking dark. Uh, to go back to comic books, there was a storyline in the DC universe uh, called The Blackest Night. Where all these like you know dead characters were coming back as these like demonic creatures who would find your worst fear and use that against you, and uh, uh, what was it? There's this big chaotic, almost like a battlefield scene when like all these heroes and villains are, alike are fighting back against the Black Lanterns, and the Scarecrow from Batman is casually walking across this battlefield and like demanding that they scare him. Oh wow! And, like they got nothing. <laughs> He's just like, damn it, nothing scares me. <laughs> That's a really good use of the scarecrow. Like, but he showed up just like, oh my god, it's finally gonna happen! I'm so excited. Someone's <laughs> gonna terrify me. Good old scarecrow, man. He's he's yeah. not utilized enough. I, I always like that character. Could have done so much with him. They do a great job in the video games, like that uh, in the That's Arkham games, where like they gave him like a Freddy Krueger claw with the uh, syringes on one hand. Uh, of that, of the serum that you know causes the hallucinations. So, and they pretty much just made it. What if Batman had to fight Freddy? Like those are the levels with the scarecrow. Like it's just that. like you're fighting Freddy Krueger, man. He's got a hat, a glove, <laughs> and it's just. <laughs> and that's how it should be. Hey, it works. Of course, I'm, I'm wildly biased in saying that. Anyone who knows me, <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> like oh, make it more like Freddy, and I'm in. I'm yours. <laughs> you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you're the Andrew to my Kakihara. Let's go. But. Yeah, that's, uh, uh... But yeah, so we're gearing up for our finale. Like we're starting to reveal everything that's going on, and uh, we get a we get the scene finally where one of the goons goes after uh, Gigi. Yes, yes, yeah, and, and you know a character we haven't mentioned too much, but he is kind of integral in a way is uh, Kaneko. Kaneko, yes, he's kind of the uh, he's your generic uh, henchman. Which, by the way, most films never pay attention to, but this film decided decides to actually give him a little bit of background. He's got a kid that lives there in the same apartment complex. Who Closest he, thing to a good guy we got in this movie? Kind of, yeah, because he was a cop at one point and was trying to be just a straight shooter, wage guy. And but one day he lost his gun. Lost his gun. He's an embarrassment of the force. <laughs> They're like, get the fuck out of here, idiot. How do you lose your gun? Out of your Muppet. And he reached for his gun in a situation and it wasn't there. He's like, where the hell did I leave it? <laughs> when you were so bad at this. That's like forgetting your helmet on the football field, dude. Like, yeah. And you don't realize it until you're getting just like a shoulder like, driven into you. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so he basically got laughed out of the force. So he decides to join the Yakuza and become a gangster. 
and he's got a son that he just absolutely neglects. This yeah, point, trying kid. to be a, trying to be a single dad when you're a yakuza henchman, like, you don't have a lot of free time. You know, it's yeah. His kid, I guess, is taken care of by neighbors and stuff because there's no one at home. Even yeah. the kid confronts him at some point. He's like, "Yo, did mom leave you because you suck? Because <laughs> you lost yeah. your gun?" She's like, what a sad sack, man. He's like, "Is the kids at school keep telling me that <laughs> that you're a loser because you lost your gun? Is that true?" He's like, I lost my pencil the other day. Am I going to be like you, Dad, when I grow up? <laughs> Just, man, brutal. It's rough. And he's so depressed, like, the whole film. Like, you never see him really smile. He looks like he has the, the weight of the entire world on his shoulders, which I would imagine that's how it feels when you're trying to make it in a gang. And, and, and they don't really care about him. He's just generic henchman number one to them. Yeah. And, and you do sucks. sympathize with him until the scene where he beats a woman to death. He beats a woman, and then you're like, "Oh, it, it, it's almost like that's the that's a gag they played on us, the viewer, because like that's the only person you're like, yeah, oh, he's all right." Glitter. And then and then Mike goes, "Nope, ah, yes," because it, it's even more of a punch because he's offering her water because he does feel kind of they've been tortured yeah. for who knows how long, and he tries off for water, but all she's doing is saying sorry to Long, and she's yeah. distraught. Like, she's in a place that we would never even imagine to be in. Of course. And so she's not responding to him, and he gets crazy he gets so, pissed. Like, overwhelmed with the situation, and he yeah. just starts raging uncontrollably, and they don't show... They show him start to lay into her, and then when we come back later, she's dead. She's dead. Yeah, he... And he's sort of like, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, yeah, he shit. went into a blackout crazy... And, and just kept hitting her until she wasn't alive anymore. Hey, we're having a great time here in this movie. You know, this are, are we having, it's a fun night at the movies with me and Daniel. And I, I think both me and Bobby could agree, probably better off she died. Because uh, she was not going to come back too well. Uh, from She wasn't doing well. No. no, there was there were some severe injuries there. And so no, no one makes it out of this movie, man. It's not. No, this is not. A movie where, and I will say, it's been a while since I've seen a film where you really can't, you can't root for anyone. You're just kind of watching it as a yeah, bystander. You're just, yeah, you're kind of a ghost in the room, just like <laughs> watching all these people just make the worst decisions. I guess Kaneko's uh, son would be the closest because I mean, he's innocent. Mostly. Mostly. I mean, he's obviously he's... being tainted by this situation. Yes, and he's in a horrible, like, he's being brought up horribly, so he doesn't really know much of anything. But he is a smaller, slighter kid, and there is a little scene where he's getting kind of bullied by these three larger kids. And because, um, well, as far as Ichi knows, that's part of his past, the trauma. He sees that, and he sees gets himself tricky. in him. Yeah, he sees himself in him, and he's kind of looking like he wants to do something, but he's too timid and introverted to do anything and awkward. And the kid, uh, one of the bully kids who just thinks he's the toughest fucker, comes up and he pushes Ichi's bike over. And There's always that mad. kid. I mean, that, I've encountered I encountered that kid when I was a teenager. Just like crazily you know, brave, some, even to some a weird, man. Like some brave asshole kid who's like five years younger than you comes up. I once had a kid who was like, I'd put him at 11 years old, came up and slapped my face once. Yep. And I was like, I'm not going to fight you, kid. You're, yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I had a kid. He was a sixth grader. And I think I was, it was, I was in seventh grade, but it was like later in this. In, I was getting ready for eighth grade. It was like right around the corner. I was, I was feeling moral. I was in football. I was like, oh, I'm kind yeah. of tough. Yeah, this you're fucking full of all just, kinds of, all kinds of like, uh, uh, pheromones are going through you. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I think I might be cool now. Cause I, I was always a nerd. Like I was such a nerd through all elementary school and just very awkward and weird. And 
um, which is fine. You're a movie podcaster. We know. True. Yeah, we know. <laughs> and <laughs> we all were. And so I was thinking, I was tricking myself into thinking that maybe I'm part of the cool crowd. And then the sixth grade, and not only was he a sixth grader, he was also really small for a sixth grader. Grabs my burger. Tiny just, little kid. <laughs> oh my, my god! Burger at lunch and just throws it across. And the it's a gap. tough spot, right? Because like I can't be seen beating up this little kid. Yes. You just kind of have to take it. Yeah, and he was like, "What are you gonna do, bitch? What are you gonna do?" I was like, "Go get another burger." I don't know what else. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't want to punch you and get suspended. Like I was, you know what sucks is I wish if I could go back in time, I would punch more kids in elementary, middle school. But really, <laughs> it's not that bad. You get held at home for a day. Like, yeah, it'd have been it's more fine. worse to punch people now. Like now, you shouldn't get in fights as an adult because well, you can do. There's time. no, there's no reason as a grown ass man. Like I say this you as a man a who's turning forty fight. in a month. Yeah, there's no reason to ever get into a physical altercation. Like, what exactly. the fuck are you doing if you can't? If you can't defuse a situation with your words at that point, what especially you, with wrong? a stranger at a yeah. bar, like just get go, just leave, just, just fucking it. walk away, dude. Like just it ain't shit. Away. Yeah, just... that dude's a mess if he's trying to pick a fight with a stranger in your forties. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's one thing. I fisticuffs are far beyond. I I try to not do that. I just try to avoid. And I am sure. at bars a lot because I'm a dark player and so I'm I am in the environment where it can happen. Yeah. The only time I've been struck, it was funny. It was a um I'm eating a burger and I'm super into it. It was a really good like food truck. <laughs> he tried to grab my burger and I punched <laughs> him in the face. Like that it, it's always sunny in Philadelphia where he just <laughs> yeah, starts wrecking the shop on those kids rally. Which by the way, God, that was a satisfying scene. I hope, I feel so bad that that was so funny and satisfying to watch. But but you're but you're eating a burger. I'm eating a burger. I'm in the bar. I'm kind of toward the front, you know, because that's where the dartboards are at this specific bar, really close to the front entrance. And this this guy who had just gotten kicked out comes back in angry. He got kicked out because you know, in Texas, unfortunately, uh, it's still not legal to smoke weed here. And he was lighting a vape pen and um of of weed, and they kicked him out. And he goes, I, I could have sworn I seen someone smoking. Like, he starts getting mad, and the bouncer's like, I'm sorry, man. You got to go. And he just decides to bl- – like, he did that thing where he swung when he felt like he's going to catch him off guard. He didn't catch him off guard. The bodyguard <laughs> – The timing wasn't right. No, he, he kind of went back, but his fist kept going, and he just punched me right in my back. I was like, oh, oh man. I was like, holy shit. And he <laughs> you had, like, choked three on your burger for a second. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to eat my burger. But I just kept eating while the fight's going on, and they eventually kicked him out. But I was so into the burger, it wasn't going to stop me. He would have had to stab me to make me to stop eating the burger. I was really into it. I've had a few burgers like that. I know. <laughs> I was in burgers. Yeah, like, this dude. fucking burger, though, man. Don't even worry about it. Nope. About four <laughs> beers deep. Oof. Yeah. I was good. You're soaking it up, dude. But I really did get, I looked in the mirror the next day. I was bruised in the back with a little you cut. You had like a I punch. Eat. Yeah, he had a little ring on. He just cut me with his fucking hand. Right through the shirt, huh? Or were you shirtlessly eating a burger? I don't know. I how was drunk shirtless. Yeah, I was pretty drunk. <laughs> You're at the bar. I don't know what happened to my shirt, but this burger, though. But that was the force he he punched, dude. Like it literally did. It did leave a yeah. little gash on me. Like damn, and wow. I just had a basic t-shirt on. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, dude. You just never know when shit's gonna pop off. So of course, I probably should be more precautious. I think I will be more precautious when I'm at that bar. Um, oh I'm lucky in that I've always been a, a, a bigger dude. So, yeah, like, it does help. Even the, even the you know, when you're when you're built like a brick shit house, like the, even the guy who's like a mess at the bar looking for a stranger to fight usually doesn't pick you. They'll move on to the next person. Yeah, they'll move on to the next guy for sure. But, like I'm not uh, a giant by any means, but I'm a thicker boy. I look, yeah, you know, 
it looked like it might take some work. And if you're if you're just wanting to beat somebody's ass, you're not going to pick somebody for whom it might take some work. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's effort issue, (laughs) especially if you're fucked up. Of course, uh, <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, the, the Kaneko and his kid are a big part of the finale here, and in the manga, apparently, oh, okay. uh, I read uh, the manga. The movie won't do this, so it's not a spoiler. But the manga ends with um, Gigi is going to train Kaneko's son to be like his next assassin. Okay, but we don't go there in this movie. Yeah, I guess because of the trauma, he could take advantage of the the traumatic moment. Yeah, because yeah, because we don't go there. Basically, uh, like you said, one of the one of the guys they see Gigi, and so they do this whole they have this whole chase down the stairs, and yeah. then that's when that's when Kaneko uh, his son is like, oh look, th- there's Ichi, and he's like, oh fuck, I was hanging out with that guy because at some point Kaneko yeah they went and got lunch. Yeah, they got lunch together. They had ramen noodles together. Jeez. Yeah, there's a whole scene of the two of them just chilling out eating ramen. That's one of those like, oh, man, Ichi could have been okay. Yeah, he could have been all right. He was trying to have bond with him a little bit, but he wasn't talking much. He he saves him in an alleyway because he was at a bordello, and the, the guy who owns the place was punching him because all he did was vomit and not have money. <laughs> he yeah, he walked in, he got sick, and he's like, oh, so I don't have anybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get out of here! Get the hell out of here! And Kaneko ends up saving him from that guy from getting too beat up. And at first, Kaneko's like, "This guy's kind of weird." Uh, he's like, "Shoo, go go away, you weird guy!" And he just he keeps looking at him with those puppy dog eyes. He just can't say yeah. no. He's like, "All right, I'll get you some noodles." Like, we all love a sad boy, don't we? Yeah, you know, just gotta put him under your wing. You're like, maybe I'll yeah. toughen him up a little bit. You know? And he's like, right, "Maybe I'll get a second son here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that I can neglect. <laughs> or maybe this this guy could take care of my son, and I can keep doing. Yeah, they'll they'll help each other out. Exactly. They're both kind of they're both children, really, because uh, that's what Ichi is. He's he, you're like you said, he's, he's just a man child. He's just completely arrested. Like he has no. He is a little boy in a in a grown man's body with yeah. deadly skills. Deadly skills, and so yeah, there is that little that that's kind of toward the the third quarter of the film when they do that and so when he when he saw that his son knows him from when he helped them with those bullies because he he did go in there and like he planted a non-lethal kick into one of those boys like set his ass flying it was kind of like the it's always sunny moment where the kid shoves him and he's just pow like the johnny cage shadow kick yeah oof man it was rough that kid flies out of the scene and the other kids just go run and they're like nope yeah (laughs) no part of that i'm good and uh yeah so his kid shows him and his kid knew his name because why ichi told him his real name is a beyond me because when the kid finds out his name it's because ichi had just killed an entire room of a bunch of henchmen guys that was the the was it the six photos the don't these look like the guys yes and And we don't see the death happen he just shows up and we come back later and the room is red like there's like shit hanging from the ceiling fan (laughs) it's really and he's in his post kill cry, you know, where he just yep. is really sad about what he just did and and shame ashamed because he doesn't want to hurt part of it. It's yeah. just a weird thing. Like he he's it's a, such an interesting character. Is like he is a kind soul who will destroy every living thing around him if he freaks out. Yeah, kind of like the Hulk a little bit too. Yeah. right. Absolutely, like the Hulk. It's like curse. He does the he does the sad Bruce Banner walk afterwards. <laughs> Yeah. Bruce Banner really just is kind of a one shoe man. scraping on the pavement. 
Oh, uh, e- uh, emo legend. <laughs> oh yeah, Bruce Banner. King. King. And yeah, so that's what he sees. The kid sees him at the apartment complex and he's like, hey, uh, I remember you. You helped me with those bullies, but now you're covered in blood, but I'm not going to be weird about that. What's your name, <laughs> sir? Yeah. I'm sure you got some reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, ah, so you were just helping out some other kid with their bully issues. That's what you go do. You, you're just helping out kids with bully yeah. issues. Just slicing him up. And so, yeah, he that's when he finds out his name. So he tells his dad, like, look, that's Ichi. And the dad is like, God damn it. I, I, why am I so bad at this? <laughs> I job? am so fucking bad at this. <laughs> damn it. And where's my more. gun? <laughs> how do I, how do I lose another gun? Oh, a little tidbit here. Just as an extra little puppet string on Ichi, uh, Gigi tells him that, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, t- Danico or uh, Kaniko. Kaniko yeah. is his like long lost brother or something like that. Yeah, he, because of that one little moment of connection, he tells him that's your brother. <laughs> He's such I never told you, but that guy's your brother. Oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, you reminded me. <laughs> you told me that <laughs> I you said ramen. something. Yeah. yeah, and thinking about this in Batman parlance, I'm just like, oh man, what a son of a bitch that Alfred is, right? It really is fucked up. Yeah, he oh, has I, his I forgot to tell you, Hush is your brother. I've it known that the whole up. time. Yep, this whole time, my bad. You know, life life is fast. You know, just, <laughs> I don't have time to tell you everything. Slipped my mind. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's all going on at the same time. And I love all the dialogue with uh, with uh, Kaki, and he's just like, my God, like, what do you think he's going to do? Like, I just hope I don't get let down. I'm always let down. Like, I think someone's going to yeah. actually give me a fucking real good whip. <laughs> real, real Charlie Brown with the football. And he's like, yeah. it's going to work this time. And he looks genuinely excited. Like, I gotta admit... He's, he's beaming. He's so excited to for meet terrifying face to face. Yeah, like, as terrifying as he is, when he's smiling, you, you kind of feel joy for him. You're just like, I, I, at least he's having a good time. It's that charisma, man. He does that, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but while that's going on, we go downstairs, and that's where Gigi gets cornered. Oh, that's and right. he's been wearing this big, like, baggy, you know over coverall he's been where he's been dressed like yeah you know, he's, he's like in like april the michael O'Neil. myers zip up yeah he's in the april o'neill bodysuit <laughs> and so uh he gets cornered and he realizes he has to fight and so he turns around and he unzips the uh the outfit <laughs> and uh man let me tell you he's uh he's been getting a pump in because uh they have superimposed uh sukamoto's head over a bodybuilder, a literal just like Ooh. muscle cloud of a guy wearing nothing but a little thong and like hitting all the poses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, yeah, he's hitting the, hit, hitting the glutes and the delts and all. <laughs> he's yeah. giving it all it, and he's oiled up too. He's all shiny. Yeah, like damn, he just he's all he's all greasy under there. Like, ugh, and I oh, got I cackled so hard at that when I first oh. saw that moment. He's like, okay, you want to do this? We could do this. <laughs> takes off his clothes, strips down to a thong. And what he ends up doing to that guy is uh, crushing every bone in his body and just whipping the blood sack against the wall. We're having a good time at the movies. I'm glad they only show little bits of it. I do like the the POV where you see him, the the break of his neck, so you see his vision just all of a sudden go. Just twisting shit off this guy. Have not seen that that often, if anything. Like, that was really, uh, because you see so many neck breaks. Could you imagine Uh count of how many neck breaks you've seen in all your film watching oh it'd be insane it's like every movie 
And so that was a little Which is funny because it's a thing you can't really do to somebody. True. Not especially as, as easy as they, I mean, they, you can like, you can, it would hurt somebody's neck. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like they, if they'd have a very sore neck tomorrow, but you're not going to snap somebody's neck in your hands. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's so common. It's, it's just one of those famous tropes, uh, kind of basically akin to the bop on the head of the butt of a gun and you just uh, knock out for five hours. Judo chopped up the neck. <laughs> it's Bam. Like, and the guy's just unconscious. Like, oh. None of that happens in real life. James Bond shit, dude. Uh, yeah, so he gets destroyed. He he gets broken up into pieces, thrown the thrown on the door, and that is around the time that they they start doing the chase. Um, mm-hmm. But but part of me was so annoyed because I like I said I kind of wish that that he was more of a squirrely Weasley character. But it's like wait, you could have just kind of been killing people. But yeah, I think he, like, he didn't need Ichi. Yeah, he yeah, liked he playing kinda... somebody else against him because he always had the plausible deniability of just being some dude. Yeah, survival. Yeah, That's you're the right. best way to do it. Don't know that you're involved at all. You know? And then if but you yeah, are he cornered, easily could have no just walked gonna... in and, and wrecked people with his bare hands. Yeah, he's huge. And it makes sense, though, like, if he is cornered, he can use his super strength to kill someone, but no one would expect it was him because he's this little old man in drab clothes. You know? Yeah, he just puts the he just puts that onesie back on, the April O'Neil costume. And, like, they're like, old man, did you see who did this? Nope. Yep. Wipes <laughs> off know, the that's oil. it. Nope, nope, yeah. that's anyone. What about me? Mm. <laughs> well, we should have had the whole time, considering the body is he should have been walking around with a gallon jug of water. Yeah. <laughs> All the bodybuilder guys, he just has the big fucking jug. These, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> Daniel's pulling one out right now. Mine's because of how much I drink. I need to actually put water in my body throughout the day. But it's not because I'm a bodybuilder. Keep your organs from getting poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah just that big old handle the gallon drug he's just <laughs> tipping that all the time yeah he's got like muscle milk in his back pocket just yeah he's just he just he, yeah if they had shown just one scene of him downing some putting in some whey powder you know some whey protein just powder. a scoop of whey protein into his coffee or whatever yeah, that would have that would have at least been a little bit of a for like the payoff yeah but it was a fun off. reveal anyway it was and, it uh, was cartoonishly fun and so the 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 heat is on now. We're heading to the roof for the big yeah. finale. Like every other great action film, we hit we hit up and end on the roof. At the time of this recording, the last grind bin I recorded ended on the roof <laughs> <laughs> with our main characters fighting on a rooftop. It's the best. It's the best way to do it. And I actually I like live for this that rooftop. shit. Yeah, I live for it too. And I I love that there's the fencing because I guess so many people are jumping off buildings in uh in Japan. So yeah, they're like. <laughs> gotta keep these people from jumping off this fucking building so there's fencing there and yeah like for 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 once for like the very first time we see Kaki just look actually scared he even does that where like you, you know ichi like does his heel kick but he gets stuck into the fence and he goes oh my god you're scary dude <laughs> he's like this fucking rule he's like look how fucking crazy you look dude <laughs> yeah that whole that whole sequence is one of the most entertaining yet disturbing sequences I've ever seen in any type of action sequence. Like, it is so good. I was laughing and, f- like, being kind of like, what the fuck at the same time. Yeah. Holy shit, man. But Oh, there's a, during this, there's a whole scene of an arm being pulled off. That's right. There, Yeah, one of the twin brother uh, cops are just curious. Like, I wonder if you can just. Like, I if, if I put enough work into it, can I yank a dude's arm off? So he's got. <laughs> He's been, they keep cutting back to him continuing to work on a dude's arm during yes. a fight. Pure, just 
he's just purely just like one foot up on on his body on his like his yeah. rib cage and just pulling and pulling and pulling and then we finally come back and he's like he's like celebrating because there's an arm on the ground and it's a very short-ended cele- celebration because that because uh et does come in and murder them both yeah uh, just like, wipes him out yeah and long wasn't long wasn't long for this world that guy no. was he got he got poked and prodded got his arm ripped off <laughs> Like, I would just give up my boss. I'm sorry, dude. Like one, like yeah. one. We'd be terrible like, henchmen, geez. Daniel. Oh my god, dude! You put one the slightest like, bit of discomfort, man, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. I don't. I don't need this. Yeah, I wish I got boners from pain. That would. Be... <laughs> I, I'd give you up. I'd give Mike up. I don't give a shit. I got no loyalty, man. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, just someone cutting my hair would bother me. I'd be like, okay, all right. Don't shave my head. I like my head of hair that I have here. I got a oddly shaped head. <laughs> uh, interestingly, though, uh, with uh, the twins, when uh, when her arm puller dies, uh, his brother Saburo feels it. Yes, he senses that shit. That classic thing, like the twins in GI Joe. You hurt one of them, and the other one feels it. Yep. And... He just looks up in a different room and goes, "My brother just died." Yeah. Well... <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting an email here. Wait a minute. <laughs> Service in the twin force. Yeah. You guys like my brother. I'm not a twin anymore. Sorry, everybody. And it's kind of fucked up because he says I I always wanted to kill him. <laughs> or like I was I hoped I was. The I one dreamed that, that I would be the one to do it. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, Everyone's fucked up in this everybody movie. Everybody is fucked up. Like you thought, oh, character. maybe there's some love between these two twin nope. brothers. No. Nope. No. Everyone's a ghoul. And so our, our remaining ghouls all meet on the rooftop. Yeah. Yeah. And it is it is very magical. I, I, I just love the back and forth. I love the fact that um I and it, it honestly it, it did kind of satisfy me that uh Kakihara doesn't uh doesn't really get what he wants. I no I thought he, it was he, fitting. Yeah. After all this build up and uh oh we should mention the, uh, what happens to Kaniko. Oh yeah. You go ahead. Well, uh, he ends up he ends up getting taken out by Ichi as well, uh, because you know we were about to square off, you know, um, and you know Kakihara and Ichi are standing there, and you know, and Ichi's freaking out, and Kakihara yeah. even goes, "Oh damn, you're a disaster!" Like, whoa, like, yeah, <laughs> He's you're... Like, you're, dude, you're fucked up, <laughs> which you're is great after up. everything we watched Kakihara do throughout this movie. The guy with all the the self inflicted scars all exactly. over his face is and like, he... dude, you're crazy. And Ichi did kind of freeze. It, he did soften up when when he when he sees uh, the the uh, Kaniko who he at this moment thinks he's this long lost brother of his. So he's like, "Why would you point a gun at me, man? Like you're my brother." And, yeah, but he's Kaniko not runs up that. and he pulls his gun, but and he's looking yeah. at him like what? like betrayed. Yes, betrayed. Like, how could he's, you? He's very emotional and he's crying already, and and he ends up freaking out on him. Freaks out on him, so then Kaniko shoots him in the leg, and that automatically makes him come down, and he's crying, and then he just does a one of those crazy back kicks and some weird street fighter move next splatter city baby Woo. just in time for kaniko's son to uh to come out and see what's going on yeah and so he sees nice guy ichi the the defender you know ichi yeah. ichi the hero in his eyes uh kill his father in front of him and so the kid he starts having a freak out the kid gets filled with rage and he starts attacking ichi and ichi is a. Uh, curled into a fetal position just getting kicked by this little boy 
just, and Kakehara yeah. is standing there with his skewers in his hand, waiting for his his great death, his Come final on. battle. And he's like, "What the fuck is this?" And I he's laughed so, so hard at that. It's, just it's... This man crying on the ground. He finally. This is our final confrontation, and this dude is just like pissing himself and weeping. And the crying is so intense that eventually Kakihara just gets his, his skewers and sticks them through his eardrums and just Here's cuts his out the eardrums sound. so he doesn't have to hear this this wiener crying anymore. <laughs> it really, it really was annoying me after a while. I was like, could you stop crying for a second? Jesus, man. So sad all the time. Really, it's a real bummer. I'm glad and Batman then, doesn't cry in, in front of us. <laughs> and what follows is really fascinating. Yeah, because like yeah. the audio cuts, like they remove several channels from the audio, so you're kind of hearing the world as Kakihara does. A little bit of muffled sound, like internal yeah. stuff. You hear his heart beating, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Some muffled movement, but mostly nothing. And uh, Kakihara looks up. And, well, Ichi's not being beat up anymore. Uh, the little boy is dead. Yep. And Ichi is standing there ready to fucking go. You know, yeah. this is the big, like, da 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 He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Kakihara is so excited. Run. Yeah. They run to each other, and the fight barely lasts at all. It's just, like, what, two moves? Basically. And, uh. He like disarms him real quick. He kicks like the skewers out of his hand and he brings the, the blade boot down into his forehead. And just it's like bam. Job. Yeah. And then uh just jams in his forehead and then throws him off the roof. And we get a shot of him uh like from above as he's falling off the side of the building, going like, This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Smiling so big. Yes. And, uh, I, I kind of like the Jack Nicholson Joker in 1989 when he gets thrown off yeah. the building. There is a moment where he's just kind of laughing. On he's his just way like, down. "Yep, always knew it was going to end like this." Yep. And but yeah, he's he's reached that nirvana. He's reached that that great death that he always wanted. And he lands on a car, just smashes it. All the windows shatter out of it. And when the camera pans over him while he's dead, he doesn't have the wound in his forehead. Yep. Because none of that actually happened. Ichi is still on the roof crying and getting beat up by a little boy. <laughs> and basically being robbed of the only thing he had left to live for. Kakehara, that is. He hallucinated what he actually wanted and threw himself off the roof. Yep. He's that bonkers. Just completely detached at that point And was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yep. <laughs> I'm giving myself that great death. And so what's your opinion on this? So... The, pretty much ribbon in a bow for the most part. This is pretty much the conclusion. But then we have this one have an epilogue. Scene. Epilogue. What's your opinion on this? Because uh, basically, this is supposed to be. Um, we're supposed to be looking at the the older um, version of of uh, Kaneko of, of the little boy. Yeah, we yeah. see um, we see him walking on like a college campus. Yeah, and he's about let's you know, he's in he's like look call him twenty you know yeah. something like that. And uh, what was it? He, he's walking through the college campus, and we briefly see uh, Gigi hanging from a tree. <laughs> and the and kids I, are kind of like, well, look at that. Hey, well, there's a dude in that tree. And uh, I don't, because it's so much later, I don't know if like some Yakuza guy finally caught up with him for the things he did or if he killed himself. They never make that clear. Um, yeah, and, it is very out there. And the, the now-grown uh, boy, uh, he... 
kind of turns around, almost looks at the camera for a second and then walks away. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And I think they were kind of leaving, uh, leaving it on a note of ambiguity. Yeah. That like with everything he's been through, we'd already established that he has a lot of similarities to Ichi to begin with. Mm. And sort of, you know, they talked about how Ichi would have probably ended up being psychotic, even if Gigi wasn't around to guide him. Yeah. And now we have somebody who is uh, basically Ichi or is basically Ichi without the implanted memories and now without the old man to guide him. Yep. Yeah. I like and it's sort of a, where's it going to go? Yeah. Like I like the idea that. Oh, that that'd be cool. Yeah. I like to think that he, he eventually trained and had his opportunity to finally kill the man that puppeteered his father's death pretty much and not really blame, maybe not blame Ichi because he was just a he was just a murderer guy Ichi that wasn't was really in control of himself he didn't know what was going on he was a dog yeah so his ultimate goal and his by the, his name is uh, Takeshi the little son Takeshi little, yeah Takeshi yeah Takeshi and so I like the idea that maybe eventually it came time and he killed his ass and he hung him at the tree and he's just looking back at his work and knowing that nobody knows he did it yeah that's kind of cool I mean I I, I like that read a lot I imagine this had to be interesting if you were a fan of the manga watching this, because like yeah, I said, the, the manga ends with the old man training uh, Takeshi to be his assassin moving forward. And now they're like, no, the old man's dead and this kid's free. <laughs> crazy. It's the closest thing to a happy ending you're going to get in this movie. So with uh, with us concluding to this, the ending of this film, I did want to ask you, what is your what's your favorite uh, kill? Do you have a favorite kill scene? A favorite kill scene in this? Um yeah, I, I love Kakihara's death, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's really cool, the hallucination. And it's just him, like, elatively yelling, this is so cool, as he's falling <laughs> to his death. <laughs> like, he finally got he finally got the thing he always wanted. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, oof. That's tough. I, I kind of liked the surprise kill of the other twin brother, where... He sees his brother dead, and then we don't know this, but Ichi's in the shadows just kind of waiting, and he just slices him the fuck up from the shadows. And yeah. every like the other two guys run. Uh, I think it's just um, uh, what's his face, uh, um, Kaki, and and um, um, the the other dude, the dad, the, the Tanaka. Yeah, Kaneko. I'm so bad with names, Kaneko. And like they run, and so they actually don't get to see him yet at that point. They just see a leg come through and just chop this <laughs> motherfucker down. I like that. It caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect it. And it was kind of his first, like, he he's kind of aware of what he's doing. Kind of his little Batman moment, you know, where he's kind of hiding and nobody knows he's in the shadows and shit. I thought that was kind of fun. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the, uh, where are you? Here. Yeah. <laughs> moment. Right here. And then just poof, the shadows engulf you. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It, 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 now I can't forget that the weird connection with the Batman and the Joker. <laughs> You're just always going to think of this as a as a really fucked up Batman movie. Yeah. And you know, with this not it being... Is. It is. Yeah, it totally is a fucked up Batman movie. And uh, with this not being in, in, in English, I'm going to try my best because I, I do always make sure to have a segment in my show. And, and I'm going to obviously <laughs> keep it PC uh, where I do a quick impression of, of a part of the film. It's not necessarily my favorite part, but here's a quick impression. Oh, this should be good. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!
And that is <laughs> Ichi crying. Wow. I didn't want to do anything else. I got to say, that was a, that was one of the most interesting Greedos you've done. <laughs> Which Greedos are sort of supposed to be like crying out loud. So it kind of... For different reasons, but it's the for same. For different reasons, but yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a crying sound. That's all no, I that can was, do. that was spot on. I felt like he was here. <laughs> that a leg was going to come flying in. It's crying on your floor. <laughs> Him crying on the floor. Like, what movie do you get to see the guy that's supposed to be the badass just leaving a puddle of tears, literally, on, like, on the ground? His name, the title of the movie is E.G. the Killer. Like, they're setting him up as, like, this legendary assassin, and we spend most of this movie with him crying in a fetal position. It's it's such a juxtaposition. I, I fucking love it. Um, and, I, and I'm sure you already know this, but I'm, I'm sure you already know what, what we're going to be giving this. But as you know, I do like to rate these movies by my favorite mustaches. You have the uh, full Fubanshu recommendation for Hell Yeah, the Walrus mustache for Pretty Damn Good. The horseshoe for and eh, not bad, and of course the dreaded Hitler mustache for burn this movie in hell. Bobby, what would you give this film? You, you know, uh, I gotta say, back when it first came out, it would have been a Fu Manchu with a bullet. But uh, I am getting a little older, like we said, and like some yeah. of this made me a little uncomfortable at this point, and yeah. uh, so I think I gotta just barely in- downgrade it down to a uh, a blood spattered walrus. <laughs> Blood soaked, yeah. Walrus. A blood soaked walrus, man. With like one, one tusk is missing. It's all, you know. But a, a, a walrus crying in a fetal position. Yeah. Um, no, because uh, you know, it's definitely a. It's a recommend, but with an asterisk. You know, it's with like caution. you kind of have to with caution because there's gonna be some shit you can't unsee. So you yeah. better be. You need to be prepared to see some. Uh, and I'm sure some people listening to this are probably a bunch of hard apples who are like, eh, what are you talking about, you wuss? You know, but like, nah, some of this stuff's a little little rough. And, uh, and so I can't fully give it the uh, the honors of, uh, of a Fu yeah. Manchu, but I'll give it a high walrus. Yeah, I, I'll also give it top tier walrus. Um, and you're right. I If I had seen this when it came out or just a couple of years after it came out when I was a junior, senior in high school or even early college, uh, this would, yeah, this would be top tier full fu manchu um but i think there's other films um uh from the director that i think are i think would be a little bit i think are a little bit i could recommend a little bit more but i still highly recommend watching he made like 300 movies yeah he's got (laughs) there's plenty to choose from it they're all different genres yeah so you'll you'll find one that you like um but uh, yeah yeah it's top tier walrus i i I still would love to watch this again with, with like my brother and a couple of friends, like, let's check this out. Um, for, or even watch it with someone that's never seen it. I think it would be a cool experience to see someone else uh, watch it for the first time. Um, oh yeah. When, when you told me this was the first time watch for you, I was like, shit, I wish we'd watch this together, man. Yeah. <laughs> see, see just your, your knee jerk reactions to all this stuff. Just live stream that shit. Yeah. If we could have just streamed that on discord, that would have been a good time. Where's that commentary track, by the way, a Woo. commentary by people who've not seen the film yet. I'm going to look it up after this. <laughs> like, I guarantee you it's on watch YouTube. commentary. Cold watch commentary of Ichi the Killer. Um, and and I will say because of its brutality, like with you saying uh, with, with with your uh, with your rating, I was shocked you recommended it. I was like, wow, I can't believe you would 
recommend this film, but then when you told me you're getting back at me for blood sucking freaks, that made sense. <laughs> it made so much more sense now because <laughs> um, that movie is brutal as fuck in its own way. Yeah, it's almost like I'm trying to defend uh, a, a reputation I've somehow gotten over recent years. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, this guy's kind of sensitive. Like, not really. I watch this shit at home. Yeah, no, you've <laughs> seen, you've seen some fucking like, heavy shit. Because the thing is, it's a matter of presentation, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you stylize it enough, and you can you can take a, just about anything in a movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie, well, this movie is a good way to test what you can handle. Yeah, <laughs> like is. this is this is like a test you run on yourself. You find out you come out of this knowing exactly where your line is. Yeah, there is a threshold, and uh, that that really did. That was the tippity top top uh, for me. Uh, just overall, though, still recommend it if you've never seen this film and you're not too sensitive to the topics we've discussed and it's not going to trigger you in any way give it a watch yeah I it's an it's intentionally uncomfortable film you're not yeah. you're supposed to feel weird when you watch it yeah if you I have mean, a boner like ichi then you might need help and you yeah. might need to go speak to a doctor especially <laughs> if it's if it's for more than four hours yeah. <laughs> yes, if it's for more than four hours and you've taken some grind bin blue If you've been crying for more than four hours, consult your doctor. <laughs> if you're crying and cooming at the same time, consult your doctor. <laughs> oh, crumbing? I do it all the time. <laughs> well, uh, on that note. Yeah, at that note, you know, uh, let's uh, put some plugs in our ass and uh, give, why don't you give us a couple of plugs there, Bobby? What do you got going Absolutely. on? Absolutely. Uh, my home turf is the Grind Bin Podcast. In case anyone listening to this doesn't know that, Daniel's been on it recently. He'll be on it again soon. Hey, we're, it's all in the family with the Grind Bin. Yeah. Uh, was it? Uh, other than that, uh, you can find us on our Patreon. You look that up. And, uh, and yeah, that's all I'm up Any to Any guest I'm... spot that anyone can listen to that you've been on lately? Yes. Um, I have recently appeared on Everything I Learned from Movies and the Bloody Bits Horror Show. Uh, also right. members of our extended podcast family. Oh yeah. Um and I at the time of this recording I am planning an appearance for the Bloody Bits Horror Show in July when they are veering away from horror for one month. Uh they are doing a, a month of action movies. Nice. And so I, I reached out to Eddie and I was like, We gotta talk about dread, man. So uh Ooh. there's a there's a hot tip. You you can hear me talking about the twenty twelve dread movie. I love that movie. Oh, I do too. I have so much yeah. to talk about. I'm a fan. I almost wish there was um, more money behind it. I think they would have been able to do a little bit more, but with they with what they were able to work with, not bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, none of what ended up, what it ended up being was what was originally planned. Uh, yeah. But you hear all about that on the Bloody Bits Horror yeah, Show let's hold in July. Up on that. Yeah, you just got to wait till July. I'll just just hold in. Uh, just don't. You can't have an orgasm until then. So yeah, <laughs> need your edge until then. Yeah, keep your plants nearby. Well, that's right. That yeah, yeah, you can find me down at the Armstrong Garden Center. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You'll know where he's been. That's for sure. Happy trails. So, thank you so much, Bobby, for uh, joining the podcast once again. I appreciate it, man. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Daniel. I love coming back on the show. Hell yeah, dude. Love having you on the show. Well, listeners, uh, thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed these uh, two some odd hours of talking about this fucking. <laughs> really rough movie and i hope you had a good time with it so sweet dreams y'all uh uh, keep your ice skates under your bed because you could slice yourself all right have a good night bye (laughs) (laughs) what a